Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When we started to get this one off the ground, there were a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do you get the show into all these podcast apps like Apple, Spotify, and Overcast so people can actually listen to it? I've seen some shows make a bunch of money. How can I? The answer to every one of these questions is simple. Anchor. Anchor's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. It's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use, to the point where you can pull out your phone right now and knock out a solo episode if you wanted to. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means that you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Anchor makes it easy for us to record from wherever, whenever, and not worry about unreasonable subscriptions or limits. It's the easiest platform to get your show on all bigger platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You even get to see how your show is doing per episode by how many listens you've received with Anchor's metrics. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm start to join us and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Now let's get this shit popping. <laughs> we gotta keep going. We gotta keep going. See my ass and <laughs> hey, go here. Yeah. Shout out to her for doing her. You know, shout out to her. She had a lot of enthusiasm with that. I appreciate that. She said it right. She said it right. She did. No matter how much money you have, no matter how famous you are, being black in America is it's tough. There's some shit going on with black people right now. From news and politics and over the middle getting free to sports and entertainment. Touchdown! We're going to tell you exactly how we feel about it. Have some fun, man! This is Young, Black, and Bothered. Point. Uh, 18%. I don't know where they think people actually have the money to go and pay these increases. So that's why people like me are like, you know what? I'd rather opt in for two more years, live where I'm at for two years, because if you got to go through that every year. That's cause crazy. Because think about it, most people's jobs, they only, you know, let you increase your salary three to 6%. So. Yeah. If your salary is three to six percent, but then your rental increase is seven percent, you're like, oh, well, not only did I not break even, um, I'm actually paying more. So I'm in debt even more because of that. That's crazy. That, that that's, people, that's crazy. Yeah, it has people battling between if they want to go and cut the cord and have cable or 
buy groceries every fucking month. Yeah, like, what do we eat? You gotta sacrifice entertainment for food? Like, like this is crazy. And I'm sitting here, like, I was telling Just, she, you know, when she came in the house, I was mm-hmm. like, I was just pissed off at the fact that they even went and put the percentage. Let me figure out how expensive that shit is. That's an extra from what we're paying now to what we, you know, would be paying. That's 400 and I think $26. In an increase, that's eighteen point three percent. Now I don't know who hit the fucking Powerball between you know me and you, but uh, <laughs> we got to get this. We got to get this shit jumping. We got to get these sponsors. Bobby <laughs> <laughs> banks and shit like that. You're like, yo, I no, I cannot do it. I can't be that person who every year when my rent goes up seven percent, I'm gonna pay that shit. You know, some yeah. people what they do is they, you know, especially in DC, they'll go into an area like we did. We were like, all right, you know, where we, you know, where we are is an area where it's great to be and it's on the rise. But I was like, okay, moving out of DC into Maryland was a good idea. Now it's like, there's nowhere you can go. They're trying to push everybody into like Baltimore. So you're like, oh, hey, or, or, or over this way in Temple Hills and shit, like well, over here. Well, I, I, I wouldn't even touch that. They're gentrifying over there now too. Yeah. The people who do drive into the city, you know, the ones who used to live in Virginia, like, you know what? I can't drive, you know, across that bridge every day and take 90 minutes to travel with from Temple Hills to downtown D.C. May, you know, might be, you know, 20, 30 minutes for them. But for me, I'm like, the metro's all fucked up. Then we got the fact that the rent is literally increasing 18%. Now, for me, I was like, all right, now, why didn't they just make it an even 14? 14 made more sense because... If it goes and says, like, for, I think they told us for 12 months, it would be, I think it's 10, is it, it's either 7 or 10%. So, yeah. oh, just go with ballpark figure with 7%. So, say if it's 7%, you know, 7 times 2 is 14. So, why don't you say, okay, then you want to renew it for two years, we'll renew it for 14% increase. That sounds better. But for you to say for two years for an increase in rent, it's going to cost me 18.3% of an increase, absolutely fucking not. I yeah. fucking that. That shit is that shit is ridiculous. That's ridi- like it's like ridiculous. Like, are y'all serious? Yeah, I, <laughs> I just don't even fucking know. I, this shit got me stressed because I'm coming into the podcast like, you know what? I'm gonna just go ahead and you know I got the topics ready. I'm gonna just be ready to go. Mm-hmm. I see that shit on the counter and I was like, oh, so this is where we. Now I got to go and wage, like, you know what? What am I going to cancel? Am I going to keep Netflix? Am I going to, you know, delete it? Because even though it's in my budget to do the increase and everything, and that's fine, I just don't want to do it. I'm like, Martin, I don't want to pay the fine. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like I need, I don't feel like I, some, I don't feel like this is right. <laughs> that's, that's all it is. Like, this is, this, this seems silly to me. I don't want to do this. But, but more importantly, who the fuck increases your rent? 18.3%. Boy, you, you how much you increase your rent is the longer your lease, the, the lower, the lower the percent. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. These motherfuckers told me. Eighteen point three percent. I don't. I don't know if you saw the photo. Eighteen point three percent. Wow. To live here longer, like people don't want to live here longer. What happens if Justin and I decide? After, Who, you know, who's year? the Who's the management company? Um, I think it's like Gables or some shit like that. 
I used to work for Gables. Here's <laughs> my issue. I've lived at a Bazudo property and Bazudo Street. Like, but the thing with Bazudo, what they do is they go and they start to build and they get the, you know, I guess the percentage up to like, I think it's like 60 or 70% occupancy. And then they sell it to these other, you know, realty companies like the Gables and the, um, I'm trying to think of other like companies that they give it to. Mm. So, the fact that I'm looking at the sheet and it's cheaper to do a 10 month renewal than a 24 month or a 12 month is it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. I, I, I can't do it. I can't pay the five, bro. I cannot mm-hmm. pay the seven. I can't pay the uh, I'm just, I'm absolutely fucking lost. Um, to the point where like I've considered moving, you know, Justin and I back in because, you know, back at home. You know, with either my mother, my grandma, something like that, or combining homes with like, hey, like we get a, you know, we get a house, and you know, we have my sister and my mom stay because honestly, who the fuck can live in DC? Not even in DC. Who can live on the outside of DC? Because they were like, all right, they done gentrified the city, so we can't live there. So we move all the way out in Maryland, and what happens is they follow us. I'm like, can we just have something? Yeah, y'all, y'all can go to DC, man. Y'all, we gave it to y'all. Bye. Y'all can have it. We, we gave you Chocolate City, but instead of <laughs> and making Chocolate City what it is, you know, y'all went and put up all these high rises and all these lofts and shit like that. I can't afford the lofts. So when you go and say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna just go and increase somebody's rent in Maryland, eighteen point three percent. And Q's been to my house, so he knows they're doing construction as we end this bitch. So, you mm. know, they're painting the hallways and sending us emails like, they send the emails saying, you know, they're doing roof work and they're doing, I'm like, wait a minute, y'all doing all this work to the building and I appreciate it, but that shit should just be in the calls. Don't go and be like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and charge y'all 18.3 increase in rent because... I guess what happened was they have new management. So since the new management is coming in, they're like, oh, nah, we're going to fuck everybody up completely. Yeah, that's, that's just, yeah, that's, that's just come in do. and do that. That's exactly what, yeah, that's what it seems like they do. Because, you know, I work, I've, I've been a maintenance tech for, man, for multiple management companies. Mm-hmm. And, tw- and twice I have worked with companies to where they just took over the property. And I noticed they take over a property, increase the rent. Mm-hmm. Change a whole lot of change a whole lot of policies. Get a whole bunch of innovations done. They do the same thing. They all do the same thing. And Bazudo is actually like I feel like they like the masterminds of the shit because all they do is they get a ten year lease on a property. I guess they get a ten year property before everything starts to go bad. <laughs> they buy they buy for ten years and it's new. They build it up for ten and keep it for ten years. Then they sell it to another uh, sell it to another company that want it when everything starts to go bad and, and build another property. Like they just they the ones setting the tone. <laughs> it's like they really just set the tone and just sell a property. But that's what, like, that's what fucked me up even more. Cause I'm like, all right, now, not only do they do this shit knowing, like, say if you just moved into a building or whatever, like we did, we moved in here, we're like, oh, great, we got a great deal. We're paying less than eighteen hundred, right? So you yeah. pay less, you know, less than eighteen hundred for what you're getting, and we got a two bedroom, cool, boom, bam, like we literally hit the jackpot. We got it for two years because we're like, all right, the longer the lease, the shorter the pay, right? Cool. Yeah. All that. But then, you know, management started up and then leaving and all that. And that's cool. And this area is coming up because, you know, you got stuff like the shopping centers and you got the, you know, 
other buildings that aren't coming up because in the area and in, in there's already enough buildings where you can't build around it. So it's either you have a house or you got an apartment. That's literally what it is. Um, Sparky's, you know, my dog's thing gets put into the rent and then the parking gets put in the rent. So a lot of people are like, oh, well, that's good. Like, you know, 21, I think it was like 2190 from what they're saying. So 2195 mm-hmm. with parking and everything included. I'm like, no, 2190 for a two bedroom apartment, a dog, and a car. That's a mortgage. Like, it is. <coughs> that really is. It is. It's a fucking. Not that, make, that make you put a hold on when I have a baby. Like, you're like, oh, oh. Exactly. So, all, <laughs> all, all these lofty expectations of, oh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going I'm to save my money. What? There's no, there is no saving. Yeah, they try to. It's that shit crazy because it's set up to where it's like, damn, when, when, at what point can I save? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You can't. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm saying, no, you, you can't. Right? It's not. It's not possible to save. Yeah, that's why you like and. Unfortunately for us being like black, like a lot of us don't have the opportunity to go and be like, you know what? I'm gonna move back home. I can't, yeah. you know, I can't, as a married man, I can't go and be like, you know what, I'm going to move myself and my wife to my mom's house or to my grandmother's house. Like, mm-hmm. I, we, we, have, we have some friends of ours that lived in our old building. What they did was they moved back home with, you know, the guy's parents, right? They moved back in with their parents for a year and a half. And they went and did that. And it was cool. Like, they went and saved up them a nice house. That's all cool and well for them because they were um, that's just being completely and you know, like utterly honest. Now, I have you know the kind of luck where you know if my grandmother if she gets tight, I can say you know what, Justin, I can move in with my grandmother, and you know we'll have our own space and everything like that. But who who wants to live like you know ducking and dodging to fuck like some shit you just don't want to do? Like oh, what? yeah, like we too old for that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But then it's like. I don't know, man. Because it's like, damn, that's almost the best option, though. Like, I got to go back yeah. home and chill for a minute and think, rethink this shit because yeah. shit getting a little stupid. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, because you can be like, all right, you know what? I'm going to slide my, you know, I'll slide, you know, my grandmother some money and, you know, I'll go and do my thing that way. And then when me and baby girl want to get in there, we'll just get a hotel for the weekend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. No, but that's how, that's how everybody who told me they moved back home with their spouse, even by themselves, had to do because I mean honestly when I was staying at you know my grandmother's house that's what the fuck I had to do if I had to go and bring a girl home or something like that like it was always on some sneak shit now it's different yeah. it's different because I'm married so I'm sure like my grandmother's like oh yeah you know y'all can lay together because this is a certain yeah. respect you have to have for your grandparents yeah you can't be all big doing big wild you know can't <laughs> <laughs> be big wild out here yeah, exactly yeah. you can't go and be like freak nasty yeah, be, be, be da- uh, Damien. <laughs> or oh, not Damien, uh, uh, what's my man? Melvin. <laughs> Melvin on Baby Boy. You can't go, can't go like that. Oh. Yeah, you can't frog fuck. And, you know, <laughs> and, uh, but, oh boy. Like, we, it looks like what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to either do the 10 month or the 12 month because honestly, I would have to do a lot of shit. And I, I think these you know, buildings know exactly what they're doing. They only give you 60 days to figure shit out. Um, that's first and foremost. And secondly, like, you got to factor in costs, like, all right, you got 60 days if you decide to move out. You got to come up with three, $400 for a moving company. Then you got to go and take the next, basically the next month to pack 
all your shit up. After you pack up all your shit, then you got to either find a storage unit to put it in, you know. Yeah, yeah, that shit monthly, that's a monthly charge. Yeah, that's a monthly right. charge. And then on top of that, after you've gotten all the stuff, like me, for example, I got my TV mounted. Imagine me going, now I had to pay for a moving company. I got to call the guy who mounted the TV and be like, hey, um, we about to move. Can you come unmount this shit? And then mm-hmm. put that shit back up. You got to put the wall the way it was and all that. That's the cost. That's $200 right there. I know for a fact. Just for them to take it off the wall, that's $200. Then the moving company, that's $400. And then you got to buy boxes and all that other stuff. And on top of that, you don't even know if you're going to get a place or not. So you still got to go on Craigslist and Trulia and all the like places for apartments and stuff like that trying to hunt down a deal. Then you got to go to these buildings if you go and decide to get a new apartment or whatever. You go to these new buildings, you're like, you know what? We're going to go on these tours and we're going to see how this apartment looks. And, you know, but the thing is, you don't go to your apartment. You go to the fucking apartment they show you. And you got to guess, like, hey, I guess it's going to be good or not. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm that shit, hey, hey, Greg, I feel you, bro. That shit crazy. <clears throat> uh, like, you, you remember how I was always moving? Like, <laughs> like they got to move like three or four times, cause <laughs> like, so crazy. Yeah, I'm honestly just tired of moving, bro. Like, it would be, yeah. it would be nice to come up on like a large lump sum of money where I can say, you know what? Hey, um, I got eight, nine thousand dollars. I'm gonna go and, buy, you know, I'm gonna put down that down payment for a house. But it's hard to save up eight nine thousand dollars when you're paying people close to two thousand dollars in rent uh, yeah it's like you want it's like it's, it's like the game plan almost like all right look, let me knock down this expense so i can get this amount of money worked up and i can get this amount of money and see how i can make this amount of money make me more money <laughs> then, 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 then i can then i can move out so i'm like you know what i mean yeah Oh, trust. And then, like, I knew something was up because Verizon Files hit my phone, you know, with the email and everything. Like, oh, yeah, well, you know, your your current plan expires in five months. I'm like, okay, wait, <coughs> how, how the fuck does that work out where when we sign the lease for the 24 months, I think what Verizon does is they either give you 28 or 29 months whenever they do it. So if say if we have to move out at the end of the year. Say we have to move out in December, right? If we have to move out in December, but then Files doesn't expire till February, we got to carry, we have to find a building for one that carries Fios and got to take that shit all the way over to Fios. And then we still got to pay Fios. I think you got to pay them now like a hundred, hundred and fifty dollars for a technician to come out and clip two things to your wall. This shit is crazy, bro. I'm over it. Yeah. That shit is retarded. It's definitely retarded. The whole little system, the little game, I see, I said, this is a big ass dumb game we got to figure out. (laughs) Uh, anyway, I guess we might as well start because we done went on a like a fucking twenty minute tangent about <laughs> and shit. I, I, honestly, I think that was my what you know what's bothering us. I need to have one, until, <laughs> so I, I won't be having a what's bothering us. So let, let's go right into it. So yeah, everybody, you know y'all are already with us, but this is the Young Black and Bothers podcast. I'm your host Greg, and I'm joined by my co-host. How you doing, CJ here, y'all? I actually changed my Instagram name from Killer Season, so it's, it's easier to follow. It's Quiet CJ Money. Again, Quiet CJ Money. Uh, that's it. What's up, everybody? It's Q. Um, hi. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, 
So let, let's let's get straight to it, uh, man. Um, basically, this week has been really quiet in terms of news and information and whatnot, because not a lot has happened. Um, I'm actually happy nothing's happened. Uh, let's see. We had. Have you heard anything about this person, this Texas Bay, the chick who Texas, everybody? Texas Bay. Yeah, apparently there's this girl that got arrested for marijuana and her mugshot looks so Oh, her beautiful. makeup, her makeup was popping. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Now, I heard about it. I will say she was beautiful. I will say that. So her name is Mashala Perkina. Jesus Christ. Guess the race. So she was arrested for marijuana possession in February, but after her mugshot was posted on Twitter, people began to ask her for makeup tutorials. So, I mean, the girl does look beautiful. I ain't going to sit here and lie. So... Apparently, she said to the newspaper that reached out to her that the night that she was booked, she was just bored, and then she was going to go out with her friends the way that she was looking, but then, obviously, she got arrested. She said she sat in her car for two minutes waiting on her friends while she was waiting. The police car pulled up right behind her. The officer running her license and registration smelled weed in her car and then asked her to get out, and then the cops found two grams in her car. Uh... Just, this is this is Texas. Yeah, this is Texas. This is this is Texas, bro. It, this shit is wild. Um, needless to say, she she fine. So I can <laughs> basically leave that there. Uh, I just wanted to start with some good news because, as usual, we always got bad news. Um, so no, we got even better news. So I'm not sure if y'all are familiar of Christine Hallquist. So. She's a transgender woman who won the Vermont governor's primary. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was huge news. Like, for me, like, I'm not really versed in, you know, the LGBTQ community. But with this, I was like, I'm reading over. And I was like, wait, so she's the first transgender person, like, ever. And I know that some people feel like, you know, the transgender, like, demographic is something new but it's not it's just we weren't taught this in school or you weren't it wasn't it wasn't popular to it wasn't popular to promote transgender shit in the in during the time we growing up you know what i'm saying exactly so apparently christine is a former utility executive from vermont and you know she basically became the first transgender woman to be elected to her state's legislature and like there's a lot of good news that it's hard to like filter the good from the bad. But this one to me, when I read it, I was like, damn, like don't know much about it, but that's good. It took mm-hmm. forever for, you know, us to get, you know, our shine as black folks, but for, you know, the transgender community and the LGBTQ community to finally get some light shine. I'm like, all right, it, that's good. That's good. It shows you humanity's. It shows you some hope in humanity, right? Exactly. There's a little bit of hope when it comes to them. <laughs> Boy, uh, then, then you know, then I, I want to start on a good note because even though it's quick news, we got to get into the bad stuff. Um, but before that, let me just ask y'all, since I didn't get to ask earlier, how was y'all weekend? How was the week? Um. A little crazy. Um, a little crazy. I'm still like um, the job search is slow down, which sucks. But um, 
Yeah, and then you know, yesterday we yesterday we, we buried my uncle. So uh, speak up, Q. We can't hear you. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, yesterday we buried my uncle. So I, I got to got to kick it kick it with my cousins and everything, and then um, actually got to meet one of my true first cousins. Mm-hmm. My um <clears throat> my uncle, one of my uncles. He lives in Indianapolis full time, and um, you know the the rest of the family haven't met, you know haven't haven't met any of his kids because you know they in Indiana, <laughs> and my my and his son, one of his sons is stationed out here for the next two years. So I'm like, yo. Mm-hmm. You know, holler at me, cause holler at me, cause I, I, you know, I know you gonna need, you definitely gonna need somebody to show you around and, and whatever while you here in DC, while you here in DC. So, yeah, it was good to to meet like, like you know, all my cousins I'm I'm close with, but uh, my true first cousin, mm-hmm. you know, that, that that was that was my piece of good news. Like, oh shit, my cousin's here. Like yeah. my just my like you know we don't get to see like I said we don't get to see my my uncle's family because you know they're because he you know he lives in Indianapolis so that yeah, was for, that, for, that for was first, first I want to say sorry for your loss you know what I mean um oh, thank I, you I, hopefully your uncle had a very good prosperous and enjoyable life you know what I'm saying he's pretty much is on the next he's not dead he's in the next dimension that's how I can look at it. Oh, like he was seventy. You know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Little Rod was seventy years old. You know, he did. He he lived a great life. He was a great. That's not life expectancy, you know. right? He was definitely right. <laughs> right, like, like, you know, up until like he had his stroke or whatever. He, you know, he was in great health. He, you know, went worked out every day. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, he had, he had a good life. He had a good life. So, you know. Um, like you know, he died like a month ago, or whatever. But you know, he was in the he was in the army, so you know, we wanted we gave him the, the, you know the, the military burial and everything. That's why we had to wait to, to. I mean, he was cremated, but that's why we had to wait to have this have the ceremony. It's you know one of those things in the military. Uh, if you want military honors and to be buried in a military. You know, in a cemetery for military, you gotta wait because yeah, a lot of people. <laughs> but yeah, it was good, and I and I always love being around my family, especially my crazy cousins because all we do is drink and joan, drink, smoke and joan on each other. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds like my family. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing though, man. That's always a good thing. Bring your family together. Glad you lived before life. You know what I mean? That's what we all trying to do, right? Live a full, prosperous life. Before we leave this dimension of Earth, right? Uh, you know, make that dash, make that dash between your birth, the birth year, and, your, and, the, and the year you die. Make it worth it. White people, yeah, can we it. can we do that? <laughs> can y'all give us a chance? <laughs> right, right. It's like nah, it's all good. What about you, CJ? What you got going on this week? Well, what you do over the weekend? Uh, what I do over the weekend? Hmm. 
Well, last weekend was a it was a, it was a little low for me. I'm not low, but it was just chill. I didn't really do too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I went to a little house kickback. It was cool. About six or seven people there that I knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, left that. That was Friday. So what did I do Saturday? Oh, Saturday was my man's baby shower. Mm-hmm. Um, that was definitely fun. It was fun. Yeah. You know, you know, we played baby shower games. You know, it was it was crazy. I posted pictures and all that on online. It was good. I, I had a good little weekend. Yeah. Sunday, I just chilled in the house. I ain't do too much. Yeah. Uh, we we gonna we gonna get into Sunday. Like we might dig into that. Um, <laughs> for me, I think um, Friday. You know, just now we went out to a. I guess we went to dinner first, and then we went to a rock concert. Now, me, I've been to rock concerts before, but this was like a cover band, so they were doing a like medley of different rock songs. We got there and they were already gone off stage for like a 20 minute break. They came back and I mean, everything was good. There were songs that I even knew. I was like, shit, I didn't even know that was a rock song. But you know, when you play games like Madden and FIFA and stuff like that, you hear these songs, but you're not thinking that it's more than the 30, 40 seconds that they play. But I mean, it, I had a absolute blast. Um, this weekend I'm going to a free concert because they handed out free tickets for that. It's like, all right, great. Like, you know, as long as it's free, I'm with it. Uh, Saturday, I can't remember what I did. I think I went to work on Saturday and then I came home and just relaxed. Uh, there wasn't really much to do this weekend. And then, you know, Sunday, since we're here, we might as well bring up what happened in our city or the lack of what happened. Um, basically, you know, Oh, damn. That's the biggest part. Sunday. I went to that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> <laughs> Sunday was the white nationalist rally or the unite to right rally that happened or did not happen in DC. Um, the whole day it was weird because it was about like 80, 85 all day, really warm. Uh, but the thing is there was no sun. So people were just predicting rain, but it didn't happen all day. Now, the rally was supposed to go on between 5.30 and 7.30. And at 5.20, my Dark Sky app on my phone was like, rain starting in nine minutes. I was like, what the? <clears throat> like, really? This is a thing. So clearly, you know, <laughs> they got rained out. Uh, the issue I had, though, was, you know, all those people that they told us in the work email, they're like, oh, yeah, there's going to be, you know, four or 500 registered white nationalists, because that's what they call them instead of just saying racist or whatever. You know, the white nationalists, there were about 500 that were registered to show up. They apparently did not. There was only about 40 that actually did. But you know how these cowards work. They were probably there, but they were not showing up. with. The yeah, they were incognito. Yeah, yeah, they incognito, which is, which is fine. I did see an article where there was one black dude or, you know, he was kind of like light skinned. And he was in the photo. He had the Make America Great Again hat and all that other jazz. And I was like, Ah, I I wonder if he realizes like Twitter has private investigators who will find out who you are. So if y'all this big and bold about being, you know, able to unite the right and be a white nationalist, somebody's going to find you. So I'm waiting to figure out who this dude is. Somebody's going to put it out there. And when it happens, it's going to be delicious. Like chef kiss, just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Yeah. you know, you know, you know, you know what? This is why I tell people this is, <laughs> that you probably have to have two different emails: one for mm-hmm. attached to your social media, and one professionally. Yeah, <laughs> yep. yep. that's what you're supposed to do. Yep. But go ahead. <laughs> uh, but 
that's I think that's what happens though. These people go out in public, they don't wear the they don't wear their mask or glasses. They come out bold as fuck. But then when their history gets put out on Twitter because I told you the internet is forever. So mm-hmm. they go and get themselves put out there. Oh, well, this was Alexander Van Gogh. And he, you know, he's married to a white woman. He is a racist, blah, 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 blah. And they found out his job and everything. And his job, he might work at someplace like Foot Lock or something like that. And then next thing you know, he gets fired because they're like, wait a minute. You work at a majority owned black business and you're black yourself and you are a white supremacist or you have these white supremacists who are high on the totem pole at your average job. Like they could work at Gables or Bazudo or something like that. And that mm-hmm. would literally be the one giving you your rent. I'm, I'm starting to think that my rent went up because of the white nationalist route. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Gonna blame that shit on them. The funny thing is, Greg, in the way you might be on to something. <laughs> <laughs> very, very well might be. My, my, my problem with the rally is, like, okay, so, um, Metro, mm-hmm. dumbasses. So, at first they said, okay, we're not going to give you, we're not going to give them a private car or whatever, a private train. Um, yeah, yeah, this, 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 and that, and that. And then they go ahead and then they go and then they turn right around and give them a private car. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and give them a private car. Like, you're, I understand the public safety aspect of why, it, why they did that, but you're catering to these people. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't deserve to be catered to. They don't and deserve crazy, to be catered to. You know what's funny? I I don't remember the last time I seen a white metro worker. Nope. Like everybody I see working is all black people. Yep. And I think what makes it even worse is the fact that they were blatant with this shit. Like people were recording that were on the cart though. Like that were on the train cart. They're recording that they're being protected. It's like, you know this works the opposite way, right? Like, yeah, yeah like, chill out. Like, we... <laughs> we, we're not here fucking y'all up out here. There, there's no documentary saying, you know what? Like, black people going out and literally starting rallies, like, where they're going and throwing shit at, you know, white nationalists and stuff like that. For the most part, there are peaceful protests. And I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that some are not, because we know how history works. In order for shit to get done, there has to be some chaos. That's just how the nature of the world works. So when, you know, how Q said, oh, yeah, well, they have cars, like, and carts ready for them to get on and be exclusive. I'm like, I thought we were past giving them exclusivity for their own water fountains and bathrooms and carts. But clearly with, you know, the president or Trump, because I mean, it's hard to say that he's the president or whatever, but this is what they want, and America is getting exactly what the fuck they deserve. Yeah. I, yep. They sure is. But you know what? Like I said, um, like I said, in, uh, the uh, Young Black and Bold episode, bonus episode, I, the good thing I took from that, I seen how, how people can come together. Mm hmm. The majority of people want the majority. The one thing that made me feel is the majority of people definitely do want good. You know what I mean? It's just that we got to get through the little obstacles 
and little things that's stopping us from all being unified. It's just little stupid shit too. It's like little petty shit that's stopping everybody from being unified. Mm-hmm. And they, like, if we can come together, because we know, we know what they represent is completely fucking wrong. We know that. Yeah. Listen, we know, if we all know that we do, what they represent is completely wrong, we can use this same type of effort and energy and enthusiasm that we had mm-hmm. to unite and stop letting this fucking Trump dude tear us apart. Because Trump is just doing shit. He wants us divided. He wants everybody divided. Yep. Like, he's just doing everything in his power to keep us divided. We gotta, we gotta get rid of it. We gotta, we gotta get that shit out of here. No, Trump's only purpose is to erase um, Obama's, Obama's legacy, legacy. Yeah. Like everything that he does, literally is okay. What can I kill that Obama did? <laughs> Regulate this regulation? Oh, let's kill that shit. Yeah. Even though, um, like climate change. Oh, Obama was big on climate change. Fuck that. <laughs> Like even with um like the, the the gas standards for for new cars and everything, oh no, I want American companies to build big trucks again. Fuck that shit. <laughs> everything. <laughs> oh, the Affordable Care Act. Obamacare sucks. Kill it. Yep. Like everything is, is this man's only purpose is to erase that. Obama was president because he never you know, Trump's thing was oh he wasn't born in America he, right his 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 presidency was fake no nigga America elected him the whites yeah. voted for him too yeah I guess get over it <laughs> yeah that motherfuckers in office and I feel like and it's like even during his campaign. He showed you he was full of shit. So, so how? What made y'all elect him? Because y'all was just that so adamant that I didn't want a woman in office. Yeah, is, no, is, is, is no, that really I that? I don't even think it was a woman. I think like you know the 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 apathy that was on the the apathy on the right was real. And had had Hillary went into Michigan, had went into Wisconsin, and not stayed away. Remember, mind you, 123,000 people decided this election, mm-hmm. decided to decided the 2016 election. That was the margin of, of that was the margin of votes in Pennsylvania, in Ohio, in Wisconsin, and in Michigan. 123,000. Hey, 123,000 more people showed up and voted. This asshole would be. A laughing stock because <laughs> he would not be president and would probably still be doing the apprentice. Mm-hmm. One hundred twenty-three thousand people. Remember, one hundred twenty-three thousand people. Mm-hmm. Well, I, the way I see it is, racism needed a face, and they got it. Um, that's why it came to a head with like I don't like the Black Klansman movie. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard you know some spoilers. I won't spoil it for anybody that's out there, you know, listening, but. They said that it's enough context in that movie that it's relevant to us today. And I took that with not a grain of salt, but literally saying, okay, well, we know these things because we see it every day. But the thing is, we as black people, we see it every day and we know how to take it, you know, one, out of context and two, relate it to everything that's going on in the world today. White people, they see you know, the movies like Black Klansmen and Get Out and 
they don't take anything from it after they leave the movie theater. Or, you know, when a black kid is killed on the streets, something like that. They see it, but it's like they have dog memory where it's there for that moment, but five minutes later, they're on to the next thing. So it's gotten to the point where there are some people who, you know, both black, white, green, and gray, they are sick of hearing, the, you know, the same dialogue from not only, you know, black people telling them that what's going on in the world is wrong, but honestly, the same people who voted for Trump are not getting what they thought they were going to get. So now they're pissed. They're like, wait, well, you promised us that... No, he didn't promise you shit. He basically lied. He sold. He sold. He sold America a building a bill of goods. But that was that has been the case throughout Trump's entire career, even in, in real estate. I mean, look at go, go to Atlanta City. Mm-hmm. Go to Atlanta City. His failed casinos. Mm-hmm. His failed casinos. Like look at, look at all the shit that Trump has failed in. Like all the companies that Trump has had has failed. Trump Airlines mm-hmm. failed. Trump Stakes failed. Trump University was a fake. Was a was a fraudulent fake fake school. He going out milking yep. people for their money. Mm-hmm. But that's what he does. And he's done that his entire he's done that his entire adult life. Yep. Shit. The money he had came from his daddy. Yep. And the thing is, has he has that money grown as a result of him, or because of the investments that his father made? Is he still living off of that shit? Uh, here's the, th- the thing with Trump: he just he wants his name on shit. Mm-hmm. He wants his name. He wants his name on shit. Like he'll sign a he'll sign a he'll sign a deal. Like okay, put my name on this building. Like Trump, like he's a brand. Everything about Trump, Trump is about himself. Exactly, he's about himself. And if it doesn't deal, if, if it doesn't make him look good, mm-hmm. it's fucking body else. That, Unless it makes him look good. That, Unless, yeah. So like that's been the, that's been the story of his entire 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 adult adult life. Trump is a fake, a fraud, phony, and this. Okay, I'm going on a tangent. No, 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 no. <laughs> the thing is, like, it's not a tangent. It's how we feel. That's why the podcast is called The Young Black and Bothered. It's not that we're always bothered. Because I think some people who are listening probably think, like, oh, yeah, they, they always have something going on. I'm like, honestly, right now in the social climate we are dealing with, yeah, we got a lot of shit going on. A lot of people don't voice the things that bother them, the things that are going on that they see every day. They just let shit slide. You can't. Um, and what happens is now you end up having the president and other things fuck you up completely. So, like, yeah, he, 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 for Trump, it's okay. How can I cause disruption today? Okay. Oh, let's see. Today, I'm going to tweet that LeBron James is, LeBron James is stupid. Oh. Manafort's trial went to went to the jury today. That's fine. I'm gonna say that I'm gonna call Omarosa a dog on Twitter. <laughs> like his thing, we have to stop giving him oxygen. We have to like at this point, we have to just ignore ignore his ass. <clears throat> we have to just ignore his ass. 
Like it, it has, to, it, it has to be like okay. No, Trump said that. All that. All right. And like, like people can call it becoming conditioned. Yes, it is. Like we, we have to become conditioned to this idiot. Yeah. But like we can't keep the per, the best response from LeBron when Trump called him basically called him stupid mm-hmm. was that he was that he tweeted about his school. Yep. Don't even give him the. Don't even give him. He's not even worth the. He's not even worth words at, at this point. Yeah. And, sure ain't. And it's it's so funny because like I listen to like on average at least four or five hours of podcast a day from everybody from Match One to like straight out of low cash, um, Black Out Who Tips, you know, and even other ones like. And everybody talks about Trump to the point where it's like, do we need a Trump segment on a podcast that is like, hey, um, we black and we want to talk black shit. But the thing is, everything that's relevant right now when it comes to black people has some semblance of Trump in it. Like, we can't talk Omarosa and not talk Trump. We can't talk, honestly, as a D.C.-based podcast, we can't talk about the shit that's going on in our own city without him having some, you know, impact in that sports, entertainment, news, movies, like he's there because he's honestly a celebrity who just, you know, rigged the system to become president. And America's got him now up until what, 2024? Because you know, he's getting reelected. So when- how? <laughs> how, how, how do how do we think this is gonna happen? I don't see him getting free. I don't see him getting free. Unless they rig this shit again, and then that happens. It's like okay, there's no hope for us. Let's just get no, I don't. See, I don't. I don't see him getting reelected. I think. I think he's going to have a primary challenge. John Kasich is going to run against him. Mm-hmm. It's just like you know, Kasich is playing it coy. He's playing it coy because you can't like it not good to announce a presidential campaign until after the, after the midterms. Um, Kasich is going to run against him, and Kasich is going to win. And you know what? Yeah, let's make sure and he you don't even make the. Let's make sure he don't even make that make it that far. Just <laughs> he's not making it known right now, but he's running. And I am I'm a liberal liberal hippie Democrat, but you know what? If I was in Maryland. And I, I said this. I said this in our. I said this in a group group today. If I was in Maryland right now, uh, I definitely would vote for Larry Hogan. And if Kasich runs, I would vote for him and work for his campaign. Yep. Because, like, <clears throat> like I used to be against all Republicans because they, I think they're just idiots. Now Kasich is an asshole. Yes, he is. <laughs> he is. But. He's. I can vote. I can like some the things that he's doing in Ohio and everything. It it's been good. So, you know, I can vote. I can, I I can see myself voting for him. Yep. I can see myself voting for him because what Democrats going for? What Democrat can really go toe to toe with Trump? Mm-hmm. None. Yeah, I was about to say who does who does the Democrats have? Right. Except Michael. Except Michael Avenatti. If Michael Avenatti runs, yeah, I'll vote. Yeah, I'll go work for that nigga because um, you need you need someone that is not afraid to go toe to toe with this asshole. And I've, Avenatti isn't. John Kasich is not. 
It's not a you know, This shit is like wrestling. You know what blows me? <laughs> this, is what, this, this is what I mean by that. It's all, I know a lot of our viewers or listeners used to watch wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. This is in our generation. I know you guys did too. Don't you remember when Triple H was just running the whole WWF and everybody hated him? Yep. And Stone, Stone Cold was hurt and like out of commission and everybody was like, we need Stone Cold to come fuck him up. They're like, Stone Cold's hurt. I feel like Michelle Obama is Stone Cold. Yep. But she's back on running. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Michelle Obama will wipe this man out. That, like, that, that is absolutely great. That is a great analogy because <laughs> Triple H have to be the same person. Because think about it. Think about it. Trump basically took you know, the white folks that are racist and nationalist the same way that Triple H took Stephanie McMahon. He's like, okay. Exactly. If I fuck the boss's wife, I'm going to get where I need to get. And he did exactly that. And look where he's (laughs) at. Yep. Exactly. To any any wrestling fan that's listening, you know exactly how that works. Um, (laughs) I mean, Triple H literally went from China to Stephanie and now he's the COO of WWE. Um, Yep. It doesn't help the fact that, I mean, he puts all his buddies on just like Trump with, you know, the Randy Ortons, the Batistas, and honestly, even Brock Lesnar. This month, I'm, st- I'm you know what? No, I can't do it. I- even Shawn Michaels had his run at commissioner. Yeah. And it's like, you know, this is just strictly comparing Triple H to Trump. Everything is relative when it comes to it. Shit, Triple H actually assisted Donald Trump in becoming a WWE Hall of Famer. That fucks with me even more. (laughs) Trump is not a wrestler. He was a media personality, and he's in the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, That shit crazy. Yeah, you know, my wife is from Boston. So the fact that the Patriots are her, you know, basically now our favorite team because, you know, the Cardinals ain't done shit for me and the Washington Sports Club ain't going to do nothing this year. But, you know, I, I won't talk about that on this episode. Um, have, saying that to say this, uh, it just uh, – Trump and Triple H, y'all are the same person, and I hope y'all both, you know, just go away for a long time. Uh, let, let's, let's move on because we've been on this for a, a little bit too long. Um, so a manager at Staples gets fired because he called the police on a pregnant woman. Okay, what'd she do? What threat was she to society at the time? Yeah, being uh, pregnant. Apparently she was being accused of hiding stolen items inside of her shirt in a North Carolina Staples. Um, first and foremost, before I even go into it, can I just say that who steals from Staples? And secondly, what exactly can you steal? I mean, I get it. It's back to school season, but who the fuck is stealing out of Staples? Everything is in boxes and shit. Like, <laughs> it's like, there's nothing loose in there really you can steal. Like, with paper? Like, yeah. I mean, they, they literally lock down the fucking hard drive. So it's not like you're going to get anything anyway. But anyway, um, according to WSOC's report, Sherelle Bates was asking, well, she was shopping for back to school items. Guess the race, you know, Sherelle Bates. Um, she was shopping for back to school items at a Staples in Pineville, North Carolina. She was telling the radio station that during her transaction at the register, an officer approached to see what was under her shirt. Initially, she thought that, you know, the guy was joking. So her response was twins. She's 34 weeks with twins. She's having a girl and a boy. The officer didn't buy the story. So at that point, to avoid him asking again, she actually lifted her shirt just a little bit just to expose her belly. So he could see that I'm a regular pregnant person just buying school supplies. Then 
that's when, you know, after they got confronted, the manager admitted that they asked the police officer to investigate her. What the fuck? Like, why? Why? Lawsuit, why? Lawsuit time. That's what that means. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like we already, we, anyway, I can't even do it. I, I won't. I will not. Uh, enough. No, nothing surprises me anymore. Yeah, I think we need to have a whole ass podcast. It can be a bonus, a bonus episode or whatever. Just focusing on the fact that you know these, you know, I can't even see these white folks, but these people in general. Because I'm noticing a pattern. It's not just white folks. I've seen you know Latin and Hispanic, you know, people do it too because they don't identify as per, you know a POC anymore. They're just like I'm me and fuck everybody else of color. So. We won't have to identify since when did calling the police on, you know, black folks, because that's usually what happens. They call the police on us thinking that the situation is going to get escalated as a result of a police officer being there. Even though, you know, you might not get the bloody hands, it's still on you if that person gets shot, killed, or, you know, arrested, because you're calling for situations that don't even concern you. A pregnant woman's shopping and you call the police on her? Just dumb shit. Anyways, um, so incompetence. Was he? He was a manager, right? Yep, just a manager. Uh, incompetent manager. And more important, at Staples, what the fuck is what? Like, every I'd have been like, man, let her go. She's pr- uh, let her go. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but I act like I didn't see it. Yeah, every store has overhead, so it's like. Do you really want, like, are you going to be, conf- you know, confronting someone who may actually be shoplifting about a stapler or a backpack or something? Like, you really ready? Like how much money is the store losing? I, don't, I know y'all have insurance on all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> going back to that lady that I was talking about last week with the, what's bothering me from Chipotle, she did hook a brother up the other day and gave me extra chicken for free. So I guess she realized or she heard the podcast. So, oh, yeah. So shout out to you. <laughs> um, That's that's what's up. Hopefully, yeah. Enterprise give me a free cup car or some shit nah, for the weekend. <laughs> so, so in, in news, uh, that's a bit of entertainment because um, we need the break before we go back. Um, so, Sam Smith apparently does not like Michael Jackson. Um, so, he was caught accidentally on a video on Instagram sharing, you know, with Adam Lambert from, uh, what is that, um, American Idol fame, that he did not like Michael Jackson as the song Human Nature came on the radio. So I'm going to play the clip. Okay. So he basically said, I don't like Michael Jackson, but this is a good song. Uh, you know Twitter. Why don't you like, why, why doesn't he? I, I need more context for that. Why, yeah, why maybe he like has that? a reason behind it. Maybe he doesn't like the music. I mean, maybe he doesn't mean the music. Maybe he means because uh, he believes Michael Jackson messed with kids. Maybe that's what he's talking about. Because yeah. I mean, I can't. I can't think of a situational scenario where I can hear human beings saying they don't like Michael Jackson. To me, I'm a. I'm a. I'm gonna need the CIA to come in on this because this nigga might be actually terrestrial. I, I, was, I was trying to figure the shit out myself because right. I, I just I could not understand why. But apparently Stephanie Mills was not with the shit at all. 
So she wrote on Instagram. I didn't even realize Stephanie Mills was still with us, first and foremost. Secondly, I didn't know that she had an Instagram. Some celebrities, you just don't think that they would have an Instagram. Like Steve Urkel, like, I don't think he has one. Sinbad, I don't think Sinbad has one. I'm sure they both do, but, I mean, I don't go checking for them. So Stephanie Mills, she says, uh, Sam Smith, don't come for Michael Jackson when you wish you had sold as many records and you wish you were the king of pop like he was. I'm so tired of you people studying our music and studying our artists and claiming that you don't like our music. Go sit your one hit one ass down and learn to finish a tour. When you can sell as many records as the king of pop, Michael Jackson, then maybe you can say something. So I say to you, Mr. Smith, have several seats and come for me if you want to. Boom. Wow, nigga. Can I just say? Stephanie Mills was with the shit. Stephanie Mills, you have earned a place in my in the good book of Q. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm about to, to follow her. I'm about to follow her. How can you hate on how can you hate on MJ or MJ? Like, okay. Yeah, you you we get what he did or what it's alleged that he did or whatever. You can't hate the music though. Yeah. You, no one can. No one can hate and disrespect what he did as an artist that changed the culture of America. Exactly. Like you know, you can't. You can't. I'm sorry. It's like no him, Stevie Wonder, and a few others that I can't think of on the top of my head. But just Mike and Stevie Wonder, I feel like has figured out the recipe to make perfect music. Like like perfect music that every generation of people. Before and after, we'll like, like every human will like this music. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, these are these guys are special. And I feel like I'm not throwing him out there with on you know, he's on that level, but I feel like Bruno Mars has made a couple couple songs that it's like, who don't like this song? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's just that it, when it's that type of, when it's that big, when every, when you can jam with your, your niece, your nephew, people in your um, your peers, and your grandmother and your aunts yeah. to the same song. But that's brilliant. And more important, like I'm reading a tweet that somebody said, so Sam Smith is not allowed to like Michael Jackson. I'm so confused. Yeah, he got rights to his opinion, but fuck your opinion. <laughs> like, I'm just so pretty much, pretty much. You can't handle Michael Jackson. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not allowed. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> Shut that shit down. There are a few like national treasures and Michael Jackson is one of those. So when you hear somebody say that they hate the person but love the music, I'm like, uh, that can't relate. Can't relate at all. So either way, I I just needed that break from the Trump shit because two plus two is not equaling four here. (laughs) I'm I'm fucked with. Um, Do we really need to discuss the Omarosa tapes or can we actually skip that? It's up to you guys if you want to talk that. Uh, we can jump into that because I need to be more educated with that. I, I watched okay. the interview today she had on um, which show was that with the white lady? Oh, um, uh, there's been plenty. <laughs> probably, yeah. I watched that interview on Facebook today, so I was so I can get a little Megan bit more. Kelly? Yeah, probably yeah, her. So I can get a little bit more up to speed of what was going on. So yeah, I'm gonna actually play the clip so you can hear it, like in its full context, because I don't want to read the actual script. So here we go. Let me see if I can get the video to work because it does not want to. 
So here Summer we go. Manigal Newman is with us in Studio 57. Her new memoir, Unhinged, is published by a division of Simon & Schuster, which is owned by CBS. Good morning. Good morning. Let's start with the tape. You said you had uh, done some taping when you were fired to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. But this is during the campaign. Absolutely. Why are you taping things in the middle of a campaign? The moment we start talking about the N-word tape, I was surprised, as you heard on that recording, how no one doubted that he said it. And in fact, they had worked to try to suppress this tape for so long. And everyone says, he said it, he's embarrassed. He doesn't want this to come out. And now they're saying they have never heard these allegations. And it's ironic that these are high level campaign staffers we're talking about how to react. About why you were taping. I'm because, curious about why matters. were you taping? Because the truth matters, yeah. And in fact, if I didn't have this tape, you all would probably be wondering if in fact they did talk about it. She mentions Kellyanne on the tape and says that she talked to Kellyanne or Kellyanne discussed this with the President of the United States. And now he's tweeting at me saying that he never said it is not in his vocabulary when he discussed this on Trump Force One during the campaign. But stepping back from the specifics of yes. the tape, the question with everything you're saying and you're coming forward, you were taping during the campaign. Oh, yeah. There is this question about your credibility and the fact that you were kind of already taping things and working behind the scenes during the campaign. My father had an expression, you know, we can't hear you because your actions are speaking more loudly. So let us stop there. Um, I want to get y'all opinions before we even dig deeper into what she's talking about. Do you agree with what the guy said, or do you agree with Amorosa about, you know, the controversy on if she can be trusted with everything she's saying? Now, okay, so the mere fact that I have that. I, that I have to, we as black people have to defend Omarosa makes me puke. I, I posted that on, I posted that on Facebook today. But yes, she, yes, Omarosa could be, can be. Maybe, trusted. maybe she is. Yeah, maybe she is starting to turn for her for the better now. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe she will. Maybe she won't get fired hey, again. Again, y'all. This is like uh, again. Maybe, maybe y'all. Maybe this is like Weston. Uh, remember when? Uh, who was that? Uh, 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 remember when The Rock finally became a good guy? Yeah. <laughs> like something like that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but here's the thing, like people, people um, dismiss Omarosa because of the pictures and everything. Omarosa is, is very is very brilliant and very smart. <laughs> like she really is. Like, yeah, she you know she graduated from Howard. She got she has a master's. Hell, she has a doctorate degree. Like she's not dumb at all. She's not dumb at all. And you know, I hate that I have to defend her ass, but um, because of all the things that she's done, like in her active life. I was, I would say, her celebrity life, but you can't dismiss the person. You can't dismiss her because she is, she is very, very, very smart, mm. and she know what she know exactly what she's doing, and in the fact that it's coming from her, then you know it's coming from her hurts Trump even more. <laughs> it hurts him even more because it's like, damn, this was like, like my roadie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then again, every like Trump is with you until you can't give him good press anymore. Yeah. And it's like, fuck you, his... It's like, fuck you, and fuck you, fuck you, fuck your life, and fuck your family. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he doing it to everybody. Like, 
it's a, it's a isn't another CIA agent that Trump is trying to strip his from a security clearance? Or he did, John. He, yes, he stripped, <laughs> he stripped the, the the security clearance, the the top secret clearance of John Brennan today. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man! Like, he's everybody close to this man, or have some type of that's not on his a complete agenda. He's 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 attacking him, or he's going at him, and he's acting like he knows nothing about it. Yeah, because didn't that other guy, I don't know if it's just the FBI's having, like, you know, a firing week or whatever, because they just fired the... Yeah, Peter Stroke, Peter Stroke just got, got fired got fired on um, Tuesday. Yeah, and that was um, for the Trump text messages, right? Right. So, right. like, if y'all all knew and y'all were complicit in the fact that, you know, he was running this Russian interference, you know, during the election, y'all sat there the whole time. Y'all can't go and flip the script all of a sudden when the shit don't work for you. So I don't really feel bad that they got fired or that the clearances got revoked because... Yeah, I don't give a fuck either. <laughs> I really don't. It don't mean nothing to me. Yeah, but... no, it's not, here's the thing. The only reason, reason John Brennan's um, clearance got revoked was because he went on TV and talked and talk, mm-hmm. and, and talk bad about Trump. That's it. Yep, John Brennan is a is a is an admirable and honorable man, and a, and yeah, he the only reason his the only reason his clan scouts were voting because was because oh he hates Trump, which is fine, and 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 also because he worked and also because Brennan worked for Obama. I told you everything he, everything about Trump is is about erasing. Barack Obama's legacy mm-hmm. in history. That's it. So you you know they you they fumigated that room that you know they slept in as soon as Trump came. You know, oh no, we need to strip the wall paint. What do you mean? He had white walls. No, I want gray walls. Like okay, okay, Trump. If you know he says up, oh, you got to say down, and that's fine. So, <laughs> um, so I mean, I don't, I don't even think we need to play any more of like Amorosa's like clip. But the takeaway from it is they asked her, you know about what was said and they said if you basically she retorted if you see it in quotes it can be verified which means she got the receipts thing is oh she does i can't wait for them i can't wait for her to keep dropping you keep dropping those receipts i want want her to do what pusha t didn't do is keep coming out with that hot fire Let, let that shit off like how Kanye used to do Good Fridays. Like every Friday at like two PM It's drop a hot ass track. So we all have something to say on the next podcast. We're like, oh, did you hear that new fire? And I want future to do remixes of it and everything. Like mm-hmm. But I mean to me it's still fuck on Rosa. I, I don't care about the education and all that. Like she <laughs> some people right. yeah, some people can be redeemed, but Omarosa, I know she's doing it out of spite. Like she's like, "Oh, I got fired, so fuck that." Like she's scorned. That's cool. That's fine. But no, Omarosa's trying to sell books. Yeah, she's trying oh. to sell books right now. So, so she's yeah. trying to get the number one on the New York Times bestseller list. Oh, is she about, oh, she. Oh, oh, oh. If if people thought if people wasn't buying Omarosa's book before, they damn sure buying it now. Can't wait. It's delicious. Delicious. So, but it seems like everything that happens against Trump, nothing affects him. Nothing. That man, like his, te- like his, his plan is going to go through regardless. You know what I'm saying? Line, he's Teflon Don. Like you know how Teflon is like. Oh, he's like Kevlar. You know, you know, Kevlar is the strongest material out there. That nigga, that, that man is. It's like Kevlar. Nothing can penetrate him. Nothing. 
like grab grab women by the pussy. Mm-hmm. Like, how did he get on office when this shit came out in the campaign? I'm like, whoa, that whoa, was the, whoa. And, and that was supposed to, and that was the October surprise. And the October usually it is the October surprise. The person who's the target of the October surprise loses. Mm-hmm. This man won. <laughs> well, he won the electoral college. He did not win the presidency. He did not. He did not win the popular vote. Three million people said, "Fuck you." Three million more people said, "Fuck you." So, <laughs> like nothing, nothing can, nothing can get, in, nothing can penetrate this person. Like, <laughs> he's like the he's the devil's incarnate. Yeah. Well, let, let's let's move on away from that. Um. So uh, I'm going to play the audio again from the police officer from Baltimore who got suspended after beating a man. Um. The reason why is because I haven't actually heard the context behind it. I've read the articles, but the way that every news article tried to portray it was like, oh, well, there was a reason why he did it, and the person won't announce their name. They won't come out publicly. I'm like, if I get my ass beat, I ain't coming out publicly either. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm just saying, because the thing is, say if you go out and you start doing the whole you know, the press run tour, like this person beat me, blah, 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 then comes the death threats. And then people start trying to find out where you live and stuff like that. And we know how Baltimore cops are. They already are, you know, off kilt when it comes to, you know, black people in general. So let's just play the clip so y'all can hear it. Police beating in Baltimore. A police officer suspended after video surfaced online showing him repeatedly punching a man on the street, showing him down as well. The interim police commissioner saying he is deeply disturbed by this video. Here's ABC's Adrian Banker. What you're seeing is being described as excessive use of force captured on video. Baltimore police say Deshaun McGreer was known by this officer who asked McGreer for his ID. Look closely. McGreer shouts something, then slaps away the officer's hand, and that's when the officer begins repeatedly punching McGreer in the head and body. McGreer is pushed to the ground. The officer appears to pounce on top of him. It was something significantly personal. It was it had nothing to do with serving and protecting. McGreer's lawyer claims the officer seen hitting him had previously arrested the 26-year-old for assault and resisting arrest back in June. The video painful to watch for his family. I was angry. I was crying. I was hurt. The level of force that was used with that officer was unnecessary. The mayor has posted on Twitter, I have seen the very disturbing video of an encounter between a Baltimore City police officer and Baltimore City resident and have demanded answers and accountability. So first, let's just say it outright for the people who have not seen the video. The cop was black. Uh Mm -hmm. So you know, that, let's just get that in the space now because if you heard this article and they didn't say names of the cop or, you know, race, you would instantly be like, well, Baltimore white cop in Baltimore, yeah, they put their hands on a black man. Nope, just a black dude who overpowered and used his authority on a black man. Now, I will say the dude slapping his phone away, that was a little bit much. Sometimes you just got to read the room. Like, hey, dude got a gun. You ain't gonna walk up on a motherfucker and slap him like that. Some things you just don't do. Yeah, you mean shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. You you just know better. So at some point, when the dude, the cop was punching him, it's like, all right, now the, the cop escalated it. But then, not only did he get his like UFC on with this dude, and he's like going full force and like striking him, he goes pushes him 
out of the way, even though his, you know, partner is telling him like, yo, um, one, we're on camera. Secondly, get your ass off him, dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we can't say that it's always, you know, the white cops. It's just majority of the time. It's actually them. But this one disturbed the fuck out of me because there's no, like, side I can pick because I see both sides being wrong in this. But at the same time, like, dude, you a cop. And all, you know, it's all on film and all you got was suspended. That's it. So if this would have been a white cop, I have to treat it the same way. So you use excessive force and all you did was get suspended. This is not high school. You didn't get, you know, caught fighting in the gym. You literally put your hands on someone who did not have a gun, did not have a weapon, and you took it way too far. You could have punched him once or twice. You could have put, you know, put him in handcuffs or something like that. But like the guy said in the interview earlier, this shit seemed personal. Like, he- no, it, yeah, it was personal. It definitely was personal. He must have said something to him before. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was personal. Like, you know, is this. Is, anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's hard to, like, I wanted to bring it up because it's hard to actually gauge this video because you want to feel for the guy. But it's like, Bro, like, at some point, wrong is wrong both ways. And him slapping the phone, and I don't know what he had said to him, but sometimes you just don't need to say anything to these motherfuckers to provoke them. Because clearly, you see on the video, if you say something to them, anything can trigger them. And if, mm-hmm. it, don't tr- if it don't trigger them with their fist and their handcuffs, they put their hand on the trigger and they shoot your ass. So some point, you just need to shut the fuck up. What are they going to say if they shoot you dead and you ain't say nothing? Oh, well, he didn't say anything to me, and, you know, I had to kill him. I, ha- I have yet to hear that story come out. <laughs> no bullshit. Right. I, I, I've never heard a cop or, you know, some racist say, well, that person never said anything to me, and I just, I had to shoot him. Like, at that point, you are completely at fault. And more importantly, when you're caught on camera, not only caught on camera, the dude, it's not like they're across the street filming this shit. They're getting closer. They're getting mm-hmm. closer. So it's like, okay, you see this shit and you're performing. So I feel the police officer should have gotten more than just a suspension. Get all, like, take that nigga's job. Just take it completely. Because if you don't have the wherewithal to just, you know, say, I'm not going to do that, what's next? Because what would happen if he had pushed a dude and his head hit the concrete and he died instantly? Because we've seen that shit happen. Mm-hmm. And like say if, you know these world star clips i'm always watching those i'm like wait like they just you know dude picked up another guy he slammed him on the ground he landed on his head but he didn't die but then there's those cases where you hear somebody do the same shit and the person dies instantly and they end up going to jail for life for attempted murder or murder or something like that that should happen with cops too don't be like oh yeah i use excessive force but all i get is suspended with pay Nah, fuck that. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that's some bullshit. Yeah, because if I do something at work, I'm all, you know, I'm fired. You know what I'm saying? How the hell this guy's a cop? He, come on, man. That's hey, crazy. So, so going, going from cops doing dumb shit to, you know, their, I don't want to say their own people, but to, to their own community. Um, did y'all follow the story about the girl who got pushed off the bridge into the river? Nah, this is my first time hearing about that. Mm-mm. So... A 16-year-old girl earlier this week, you know, because it's summer, you know, people are doing, you know, trips and stuff like that. So she's standing on the ledge of a bridge about to jump. You know how, you know, white kids do that. They stand on like a cliff or a mountain or something like that, and they jump in the water. So apparently she was standing, getting ready to jump, and her friend took 
it upon themselves to push her ahead, you know, of her jumping and getting her count off. So when the girl fell, she ended up getting five broken ribs and a lung injury from the fall. Um, and it was recorded. So it's on like Instagram and stuff like that. But the girl actually did an interview because she's still alive. She didn't die. Um, I'm going to play the clip, which actually shows not just the fall, but what the woman or the girl had said. It was thankful to be alive this morning. After she was pushed off of a bridge, falling 60 feet into the water. Now she's telling her story. Gio Benitez is here with more. Good morning, Gio. Hey, Michael. Good morning. Yes, so many of you talking about this on social media right now. That 16-year-old girl says it was her friend who pushed her off that bridge. Now we're learning that friend is an adult, and there are questions this morning over whether she should be criminally charged for pushing her off. This morning, the girl seen in this video being pushed off a bridge and into the water 60 feet below is now speaking out from her hospital bed. So she was counting down, but I didn't of anything of it and I was like no like don't count down like I won't go if you count down I'm not ready the video now shared around the world shows someone pushing 16 year old Jordan Holgerson off the bridge after the team balked at jumping she says it was her friend after I was pushed in I think I might have fainted mid-air so I don't really remember the fall but then I remember falling into the water. The teen ending up with four broken ribs and punctured lungs. In the hospital Thursday, Holgerson describing what was going through her mind. In the air, I was trying to push myself um, forward so I could be like straight up and down so that my feet hit first, but that didn't really work. Holgerson's mother now saying the friend who pushed her is an adult and should have known better. She should probably just turn herself in. I realized what she did wrong. This was not okay. She could have killed my daughter. Oh, this could have been horrible. She could have. Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> oh. 50% of people will die. So that's usually about 25 feet. Now this morning, many wondering if there will be charges brought against the young woman who pushed the high school junior. The investigation has to determine why did she push her? Did she have some other motivation, uh, particularly to hurt the young girl? Or... Ah, uh, boy. Um, this one is it's just all the way around fucked up. Um, I agree with the mother. The, you know, adult or not, that kid could have been 12 or 26. Um, that person needs to go to jail. Because you heard the doctor say that 50 times, you know, 50% of the times that that same scenario happens, the person dies. Hey. Yeah. Dies, bro. <laughs> so, one, you got lucky is what she's telling you. But two, you didn't get that lucky because you were in a neck brace. You ended up having punctured lungs and five broken ribs. Five. Now, I don't, I've never had broken ribs, but that shit sounds like it hurts. When it I does. It hurts to breathe. You yeah. Think about your, if you have a broken rib, it it hurts to breathe. Did they have five of them? Oh my goodness! You're just suffering till that shit heals. Yeah, that there's no there's no other way around that. She deserves not the girl, obviously, but her friend deserves to literally go and be arrested. I'm completely for that. I am with the shits and hoping that she does get arrested because you deserve it. Um. Now, if she'll come out, I think they need to do what they do with all these other people, these Twitter investigators. Find the fucking front. Find her, mm -hmm. put her fucking social media out there, harass the fuck out of her. And, you know, I'm not saying threaten to kill her or nothing like that, but until she comes forward, be like, yo, um, you know what you did and you went into hiding. Because if she would have died, you'd be arrested. 
but uh-huh. she's five and she's like, oh, well, you know, I won't say anything. I'll let it die down. Nah, because you did it. You deserve all the punch. Like, maybe she drinks, it's like, hey, when Azalea gets drunk, she gets tripped. Like, maybe she's one of those people. 
I don't know. But either way, she um she posted Sunday on Instagram. I waited around all weekend while Grimes cuddled her, you know, coddled her boyfriend. I'm like, what? What? The f- no. I, one, I don't want to know their business. But second, you are selling your banks. You've said enough to honestly have no one fuck with you. You should have no friends, none. But she is her, and I still have not gotten an album from her or a song that I like. So until we do, I guess we just every week we're going to have an Azalea Banks moment of some dumb shit she said. If she's not talking bad about you, then you need to look out. So I'm hoping Azalea Banks hears this and talks shit about us. We need all the listens. So Azalea Banks, you know, bring it on. Um, Moving right along. So Ice Cube defended Dak Prescott. Q, how do you feel about that before I play the clip? (laughs) Q. Stick to the big three. Uh, I need. I'm a. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let certain niggas slide with shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, well, Michael Vick. Well, Michael Vick told Kaepernick that he needed to cut his hair, and then next week he had a job on Fox. <laughs> so, so it might be all. He might need a job because you know, damn well, Mike Fox ain't really believe that shit. I'm gonna say Cube's trying to keep his uh. His 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 audience his Friday audience or his you know the yeah the, you know the other guys that might give Cube that extra push that he needs to be where he's at you know what I mean maybe he's trying to keep them hey I defend Prescott yeah we need to do this as America we know damn well Cube what do you, what do you, what Cube what do you want to say uh-huh. you may fuck the police what are you talking about. <laughs> pretty much pretty much like come on son you wrote every lyric to the song. <laughs> Ice Cube gotta get the sound, man. He gotta get it. Ice Cube, nah, dog, nah. I'm gonna play this clip so y'all can hear it, cause Jesus, Jesus. What up, Cube? How you doing, man? Sir. Hey, street artist just painted Dak Prescott as Get Out. Daniel Salula in the fucking place. Is that one too far, man? Yes, bullshit. You think he's getting a bad rap for, for having his own opinion? context it's fine um like it is bullshit but i mean that just just needed to shut up bro <laughs> yeah i feel like when a question like that is eggs at a training camp you yeah. you can easily deflate that hey man i'm here to focus on dallas cowboys we need to work on to be successful this exactly. any questions in politics I, you gotta leave those guys leave those up with the professionals but i'm here i'm here for football questions only exactly that's all you gotta say that's all you gotta say <laughs> it's very simple it's it's, it's very simple <laughs> but this is dak prescott but then karma hit back quick because apparently didn't his father get arrested for uh weed possession or something like that that was what three days ago so karma works quick and, uh, yeah that should do real quick damn i, I seen that uh what I seen that. I was like, that Prescott father, <laughs> he out here? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So going from Ice Cube to one of our favorites from, you know, the 90s, um, Drew Hill. That, who, who, what do they do? So, <laughs> so apparently Drew Hill is going to be merging with the group player to create a super group. Um, I don't know what they're going to call them. Player Drew, Player Hill. Um I don't have y'all heard a song from Play or do you remember? Um, no. They had no. they had Static Major before, you know, rest in peace to him. He was Static, Static is a beast. I do know who Static is. Static a monster. So I I'm gonna play, you know, a song from Play. Hopefully you know the song. So here we go. No, that's not it. Here we go. Actually, some heat. What year did that come out at? <laughs> that I can't. I can't remember exactly what year the song came out. So many was. samples from that song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a whole lot. The album came out in 1998, which is weird because both Player and Drew Hill were both hot around that time. So it makes sense that they're joining forces. Um, even yeah. obviously Drew Hill had the jams, like the yeah. jam jams. Um, but did y'all hear the uh, y'all hear the nigga what nigga who sample? Um, oh. what, well, somebody sampled somebody. The dun, 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 that that part that was uh-huh. that was that was Jay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, apparently the group they merged together. Um, noticeably absent is Woody, who was like the heavy set guy that was on Drew Hill, and the nigga who I don't know if he actually had any parts. And because you know all of them nineties R and B groups. They had one dude who ain't seen nothing. They just had like ad libs and shit, like you know, homeboy from Boys to Men, and then you know everybody that wasn't Teddy Riley or you know Dave Hollister in the original Black Street, that, like that. So they went and did a photo shoot for you know just all the guys. The issue with this is one of the members, us. Uh, this nigga's name is Smoke E. Digleria. Oh, what the fuck? What? <laughs> No, his, his uh, let me say it right. His name is Smoke E. Diglera. Dig, yeah, okay, nigga. All right. Um, so either way, all all that just sounds wrong. <laughs> it just doesn't need to go together completely. <laughs> I, I just want to. I'm gonna give y'all the context, and I want y'all to see the photo after the fact. So, Smoke told TMC that he thought that they were shooting from the waist up, so he decided to stay comfortable in his slides. So, you know, like Nike slides or something like that. But the thing is, they're in a photo shoot, and everybody else got on sneakers, and he had on slides. Um, as a result, whoever did the editing for this photo, Photoshop appeared. 
can't even look at this shit without laughing. Tell me y'all can see this. Are y'all able to see this shit? No, that's yeah. my fault. Let me see. They, they photoshopped a picture of Air Force Ones on this nigga's feet. <laughs> I can't. Not tonight. <laughs> that's funny as hell, though. That is funny. Right, that's that's just comedy for you, right there. But what's even worse is they did such a bad Photoshop that Cisco got six fingers. Um, even in the you scroll up, like I, I thought that the dude that's all the way on the left, I thought Woody had just gotten like thinner. He like you know, hit up Weight Watchers or something like that. And I thought that was him, but apparently that's one of the other dudes from Player. Um, mm. So that's not Woody, yeah, okay, all right. I, I thought... Or Jazz. Yeah, yeah Jazz. Um, yeah. And then I thought that that was Safari that was standing next to Cisco, but that's just a nigga with a shirt off, so I just let that go. And then we all know Cisco because, I mean, like, 14. And then th- this is the one that tricked me the most. Um, the dude, Nokia. I got... Yeah. I had to call my mother because I was trying to figure out, like, was that Nokia or was it the nigga from Jodeci that all the women wanted? Um, Devontae. Devontae. So I was like, is that Devontae? And my mom was like, no, that's Nokia. I was like, Nokia. I was like, Nokia. So Nokia found his way back and drew here after all these Illuminati videos and yeah. conspiracy videos this guy made. Yeah. Well, all right. So well, we can throw that shit out the window, right? <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's always going to be Nokia over Nokia. So, you know, I gladly <laughs> play Snake on my phone before I ever hear a Nokia voice or verse from a song. Either way, the guy, Smoke E. Dig Lira, because, nigga, who the fuck thinks these things up? So he went on TMZ and he posted a video. So we're going to have to listen to him. This is a situation right here where... And, and nobody knew this, so it's the first time everybody's had it. The photo was never intended to be a full-body photo. With that being said, shit, I stayed comfortable and had on my fucking slides. I just kept my slides on. So our director of digital media did not get that memo, felt as though the slides was a flaw, tried to fix it, and put them ugly-ass ones on me, as you call them. So now everybody, we didn't nobody catch it, but of course, the internet's undefeated. They called it and exploited the shit out of them Air Force Ones or Jordans or whatever you want to call them and been eating us alive. You know what? I, I mean, I'm actually saying, you know what? Let's put out another photo with some fucked up shoes on just to be funny. But I walk around now and people, you know, I get asked all the time, what in the hell was up with that photo? And you can see people looking down at my feet like I'm actually walking around. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he. I like how he handled that. <laughs> I mean, there's wow. other flaws in that picture too. But when, but I ain't gonna say nothing. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a real nigga there. That's yeah, nigga. I like. I like how he handled that. One. You know what? Yeah, yeah. Whenever they come to town, I, I might have to go to the show just to fuck with this nigga. And mind you, he might be the one dude who don't sing. <laughs> Probably. Hey, a hey, question: Why is a Cisco bigger than what he is now? Um, I I don't know. I, I don't. I feel like he should be way bigger than what he is now. Well, here's the thing: I felt like Cisco. Like everybody thinks that the thong song was like it, 
But he had like for me, what was that song? Incomplete. That shit trumped Thong Song for me. Like yeah. Incomplete to me was like bomb. This this nigga Cisco got a greatest hits album. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm looking on Apple Music now and I'm trying to figure out how he has twelve hits. When I say twelve, mm-hmm. this nigga got twelve. Yeah, mm-hmm. got to get it, which Actually, let me let me play. That was the shit I got to get. It. That was the shit. Hey, all right, all right. That, that, that's a bop. That's a bop. I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, Addicted, uh, let me see, what is that? How did that go? Wait, wait a minute now. I only played about 15 seconds, but even that was a little bop. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I, I never, yeah. I never heard. I didn't. I never heard that. One. I never heard that one either. Never heard that shit before. And Why they, they see? That's what happened. They stopped promoting my man. That's what they did, huh? That that was a bop right there. That's <laughs> if, Neo, if Neo would have sung, we all would have been like, "Hey, yo, that's a jam." But I guess Cisco with the platinum hair and shit, everybody was like, "Come on." So, but no, though, even though that works for him, because that was his thing. And then it's like, let's think about let's think about Beyonce where she is and and where she was. And we're just like they were. Julia was way bigger than Destiny Child. You know what I'm saying? Like Drew Hill was just they was Drew Hill and Cisco was the was the man. So what career moves did Beyonce made that Cisco didn't make? I I don't, I don't know. I feel like because uh, the Chris Browns those of us I mean Chris Brown got his own style and all that, but let's be truthful. Chris Brown can't sing like Cisco mm-hmm. for real for real. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, no. can't touch him. Can't have the same sentence. <laughs> so, so that was track two. So we'll skip song song because we all didn't heard that. Your love is incredible. Let's let's see how this one goes. Girl, I peeked you on the corner, so I rolled up on Okay. Honestly, that shit sounded good too. I won't say that was a bop. That was a bum. That was that was alright. You know, it it wasn't like that addicted one because that addicted joint was. Yeah, I was about to play the whole fucking song. Uh, it's all about me. Oh, that's the Maya song, right? So, uh, yeah, it has to be. Yep. Yeah, that's the Maya one. And then what you want. Wait, isn't that that's the DM that has to be DMX. Uh yeah. Yep. Okay. And then can I live the Stargate when can I live I've never heard of this. Let's see. There's a lot of strings in their music, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so far, it's all right. I like that. Shit, I'm about to download the album, nigga. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, Spotify search. <laughs> Bruh, like, what the fuck is going on? Did I just become a Cisco fan during this podcast? <laughs> no, you know what it is. I don't know. Was he? Did he ever have a drug problem or something? He did. He did. He did. Yeah, he did. Bruh. He did. That's the only because that's why I was like, it had to be something to derail his. Because that nigga could have been bigger than what he, like, he always, like, he never fell off of music, for real. Like, he never, his voice never cracked. He never, he could always be a good performer because he danced this little way he danced and shit. So I was like, okay, Cisco should be bigger than what he is now. But and the thing is, like, I think maybe it's because we attribute Drew Hill and Cisco together. So whenever people say there's a Drew Hill concert, we're expecting Drew Hill songs. But let's be completely honest. Out of seven it was just, yeah, it's just Drew, it's Cisco. This is Cisco shit. And it jammed. He was Beyonce. He was, Beyonce. <laughs> um, Drew, he was a male Beyonce. You know what? Yep. Drew Hill would, Drew Hill, no, not even Drew Hill. Cisco might be the Beyonce to male R&B. Yeah. He might be. Because the thing is, if, I don't even want to say he peaked, but something happened between like the drug stuff. But I, I, I'm going to stand all over again. I need to have an interview with Cisco or someone who's worked with Cisco. Because this shit, seven songs, all bops, bro. All think, bops. Let, we got to keep going. We got to keep going. Y'all think Baltimore got to him too much? I had to throw that in there. <laughs> so, I had to throw that in there. This one's called Dream. Let's see how this sounds. If I was in the mood for some shit like that, I'd be with it. But we'll say right now, we seven for eight. Dream didn't, it, it wasn't where I was going with Cisco. Like, give me all the bops. Don't give me the, oh, I'm so sick of love songs type shit. This one, home record. Shit sound like it's about to be a box. So here we go. Oh, yeah. Already. Already. I'm telling you, it's the strings, bro. It's the strings. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did she say she want to hold the dragon? Sis- Cisco had made, well, Drew Hill, I would say, because that's how it's listed. But, you know, well, yeah, because Jazz had, I think Jazz had a vocal in that part. But Drew Hill made a song, mm-hmm. mainly performed by Cisco, that every male can relate to because you had a commute to work on the morning of the Metro or somewhere you was going where you yep. seen a fine-ass girl every, every morning. Beauty, come on now. Exactly. Beauty. Everybody can relate to that. Every male, every, every male can relate to that song. I don't care how real the fuck that you is. You hear this song, like, you know what? I, I, that, that happened to me before. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Beauty is her name. Hoping that can make you mine. Yes, indeed. Oh, good. Yes. <laughs> so let's finish this home record one. We got three more to go after that. I know you got a girl now. It's cool. I just want to see you, okay? See you the last time. Girl, you and me caught up in some mess. Tell my girl that you are more than friends. Around with you just had me stressed. Whenever I see you coming, I don't laugh. You're the type of girl that thinks they know me, yes. Then put me and my girls up to the test. 
So I have to bring this drama to an end. So someone gets hurt and this is All right, can we just say it officially? Cisco is the Beyonce of male R&B. Period. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That song, Home Record, just, just hear me out. Can that, can, can that be the title of this podcast? Yeah, it has to be. <laughs> <laughs> but here we go, because you just, I'm going to play this one again. Hold on. You hear that, right? Uh-huh. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I tell, I tell the Beehive, I tell the Beehive fans all the time. I say, look, y'all, Beyonce definitely had growth in her voice from Destiny's Child until Dangerous in Love. But that transition between it, she definitely had some type of, I don't know if she had vocal lessons or whatever, but she definitely worked on her voice because she, she definitely came with it with Dangerous in Love and just can't and kept her brain going from there. Yeah. So if Cisco was able to, when he went solo, if he was able to sustain, because when he went solo, he was kind of with his, but he couldn't sustain. For some reason, it wasn't sustaining because he just wasn't making music. <laughs> you know what I mean? Here we go. This one is dance for me. I want to say I've heard this one, but we'll, we'll play it. <laughs> so it is you. These damn strings, bro. <laughs> Get away from the same thing again. Yep. Come on. What's my name? I remember this song. I remember the video. <laughs> Let me whisk you away. Better yet, some fries and a shake. Let me whisk you. You, you know what? It, you know what? I think another big part of it was he might have been a little bit too flamboyant for that era. Yep. Back in the nineties, he he wasn't as masculine enough coming forward with it. And if he came out now, if he came out now with this shit, he would be fucking big. Yeah. Big. <laughs> he's huge right now. He's huge oh right now. My goodness. And then you got Unleash the Drag. Incomplete is how they end it, but you got uh, Unleash yeah, Unleashed, we, yeah, we know Unleash the Drag. Come on, man. Cisco, mm-hmm. you, you have all of my respect. You are definitely the Beyonce of male R&B. Now, they are the Neos and the Dreams of the world, and I won't disrespect them. Because, honestly, I mean, they are good, but nigga, there was one song out of that. And more importantly, the reason why I collate, you know, him to Beyonce, Beyonce was in a group. This goes in a group, yeah. Um, he got boxed, she got boxed. They both came out at the same time, night, around like the 1996, 1998 little realm of R&B. They changed a lot of shit. And more importantly... Cisco got one song in a thong song that can literally go toe to toe with every possible event. You could play thong song at your grandma's cookout, and everybody gonna bop to that. 
Um, you could play that at a repast. You could play it at a cookout, a wedding. Honestly, you could play that shit while you fucking. And ooh, that dress so scandalous. She be butt ass naked. Bet another nigga couldn't handle. I'm telling Cisco, you are. I, I gotta give it up to you, my friend. You are male R and B king right now. You the man. I, I, you know what? And it comes up in arguments. You know that I had before, and niggas are like, right, Cisco. You like, you're laughing because he's not relevant now. That's the only reason you're laughing. Yep. It's like if you look back at the history in the catalog, I mean, when does he come out with trash? When he come out with shit? Never. That's <laughs> not- <laughs> like, you, like you said, you have. I'm, I'm gonna ask y'all both this because now I'm thinking about it. There has to be a medium, and I hope the listeners are listening. Y'all can you know email us at youngblackpod at gmail, and y'all can hit us up on social media. Which song do y'all think was better? Drew Hill's Beauty or 112's Cupid? Ah, that's a good one, but I got to Ooh, that's die. a good one. Because Cupid was my shit. I can't fake. Cupid, yeah, Cupid was my shit and Beauty. But, you know, I feel like I related a little bit more to Beauty. Yeah. For me. For me, I related a little bit more to Beauty. Because that was like my... What, what, what grade was I when that shit came out? Like eighth or seventh grade, and I was and I was just like, "Yep, her right there is what I'm thinking." I think about this song. I look at this girl right here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say beauty. I'm gonna say beauty. Yeah, beauty it, for me. That's it, man. So r- right now, it seems like we all got beauty. Anyway, so moving along from you know True Hill and you know the you know the God you know the God MC Cisco. Um, have y'all been introduced to Missy Elliott's funky white sister? No. Mm, no. <laughs> y'all gonna love this shit. <laughs> Nigga. Woo, delicious. Uh, so, there was a karaoke that had happened, and apparently it was in some, like, outdoors area, and Missy Elliott's funky white sister wanted to let y'all know, and I'm gonna play the whole four minutes, because this shit is good. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my second time exclusive here at Gattersburg. Let's see, funky white sister. This is the Is your 
<laughs> hey, go here. Yeah. Shout out to her for doing her, you know, shout out to her. She had a lot of enthusiasm with that. I appreciate that. She said it right. She said it right. She did. I don't know if I want to name the podcast this week of, you know, about Cisco or it's your beneficent. How do you how do you put those letters together? Like what do you feel? Because oh, I remember when we were all listening to that song and we were like, wait, she's saying this shit backwards? Oh my God. But I, I gotta keep playing this. Oh, oh my God. Karaoke song all time after this shit because every white person in the world is going to want to do this song. You know what? I, I might have to go to karaoke. I might have to go to karaoke tomorrow. <laughs> I, I thought about it. I was like, you know what? We might have to go just to see how many people try to perform this. So, I mean, I, I ain't gonna play the rest because that shit was. Just good. You can watch that on your own time on YouTube. Yeah. Why you do it to me? I paid your rent All the time I spent on you was so selfish Wasn't about the money Girl, we just didn't fit Certain things I miss About you, I can't help it You had it easy, but you just couldn't play your part Our heart was starving while you focused on so many parts Other than love of the night before was bothering us um i need to know did y'all actually go listen to nikki's album i did i liked it you liked it i, um, I don't support nikki minaj's music <laughs> all right so let, let's, let's, let me make this disclaimer because when i say i'm gonna hurt a lot of fucking feelings um it, it's gonna happen um all the barbs that are out there do not come for me because I am with the shit. Um, more importantly, Nikki, we was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How did Tyra say we were all rooting for you? We, we definitely were. 
we need to investigate what the fuck happened to Nicki Minaj. Because uh, it's your minute of when yeah, like what the just, Nikki, I, I just fuck this shit, I'm out. Fuck this shit, I'm out. No. That's honestly how I felt about Nikki's album. Um, mainly because I think people have a misconception about Nicki Minaj and her discography. Um, so I have done some research on Nicki and her albums. She had, what, I think this is her fourth studio album. But it's technically, what, her third? Because she had Pink Friday, she had the Pink Print, and she's had Queen. We can't keep counting the Roman Reloaded, the Re-Up, and all the, you know, the remix albums with two bonus tracks with David, you know, Guetta and all them other motherfuckers. Like, mm-hmm. Nikki, she's been getting her own way, bro. Like, the album to me, it was good in the, the latter part of the album. It felt like she came on strong, and I personally enjoyed it. Like the rapid Nikki, but don't. How can I say this without sounding disrespectful to Nicki Minaj? We don't like when you sing, nigga. Like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> I, I, I try to be as diplomatic as possible about this shit. And I don't want. I want y'all opinion about it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what it is. I think when she came out, I forgot what album that was and what song. I think it was Moment for Life or. Uh, was it Starships or one of those songs she came out with to where she sung and she like went real high on the pop charts. Yep. And you know that pop chart money job like is some different type of money than rap money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It opens you to a whole other audience than just a rap audience. So maybe she's still trying to because those were the record sales come in for real, for real. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's where you want to maybe she's trying to still stay on that lane where it's not really she thought she can trans, you know, go over to that lane, but she don't really, we don't like that Nikki. We want to hear, uh, we want to hear shit. We want to hear uh, Pink, Pink Friday Nikki, for real. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even want to hear Pink Friday Nikki. I want to hear the Nikki who, even though she say she ain't have ghostwriters, I want to hear that nigga's album. Whoever wrote <laughs> for Nikki before this shit, please. Uh, the Beam Me Up Scotty Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mixtape Nikki. Yeah. Yeah. Give me the Nicki Minaj that everybody thought Gucci was fucking. Give me that one. And yeah. I'm not talking about the new Gucci with the, the white teeth. I'm talking about the fat, dusty Gucci. Give with me the that. goals. Yeah. <laughs> I actually want that Gucci back. What is that? Before we go into the actual album itself, let's just say the album cover, absolutely dope. Mainly because I'm a dude and like I fetishize just like any other man would. Nikki. A1, but like, bang up job with that. The album Queen, I get it. Um, one, and you know, for me, the most important part of Nicki coming out with this album, everybody keeps focusing on Cardi B. Let's not focus on Cardi B. Let's focus on the fact that we still waiting on a Remy Ma album. Can we just get that straight out the way right there? Um, Cardi did good, but Remy, we still wait. Um, money showers wasn't enough for me. And I think Remy tried to ride that wave that you know, Cardi was on and Nicki tried to go on when her album was supposed to be released last year by getting on a whole bunch of R&B features with people. You can't do yeah. it. 
Um, so fast forward to this Queen album. You know, she opens up with Ganja Burns, and I'm like, oh, okay, Nikki, here we go. Like, I- I'm with you, I'm with you. Yo, as the world turns to burn burns, watching cunts learn, fashion icon, what we have burned. I'm keep the code for one term. So that that's basically like how she comes in with the album. Like, okay. It felt like how when Drake comes in, and all Cash Money artists apparently do this. They start real strong. He's like, yeah, here we go. We're about to get all into the shits. I'm, I'm ready. And then, what's my turn? I'm with. I'm with that, you know, the queen of rap that she's trying to go for with this album. Let's 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 go to the highlight of the album. You know oh, what that is? Yeah. Oh, do we we need to go there? We can skip. Um, yeah, let's go to the highlight of the album. Let's go to the highlight because there's only that. Um, <laughs> that's the highlight of the album. I actually prefer Missy's Funky White System over this album. Um, and I purposely played that beforehand because I had more fun listening to that shit than this. Um, so the highlight track for this album and the most hype of it was actually this fucking shit, uh, Barbie Dreams, which is a spinoff of Biggie's, you know, Dreams, right? So mm-hmm. I- I'll just play, you know, some because I don't want to do the copyright infringement and all that. So here we go. Uh. I'm a big B.I.G. Classic shit. I'm looking for a nigga to kiss some babies. A handful of Weezy, sprinkle of babies. Man, I ain't got no type like Jimmy and Sway Lee's. But if he can't fuck three times a night, bitch. I tried to fuck 54 powerful hours. But all that nigga wanna do is talk power for hours. Then you beat the pussy up. Make sure it's the KO. Step your bins up like you're moving that gate, yo. Somebody go and make sure Karuchi okay, though. I hope she think I'm trying to get a coochie to Quavo. They always want to beat it up, goon up the pussy. Man, maybe I should let them auto tune up the pussy. Only style wild challenge niggas lying and shit. Many steady rock niggas say I am my shit. Drake worth a hundred million, you always buying me shit. But I don't, I don't know, know if the pussy weather, so if you crying and shit. <laughs> I used to pray for dogs like this. That's all, fuck them. But he took it literally when I said go to hell. Used to fuck with young thug, I ain't attracted to shit. Who caught him in my dressing room, still attracted to shit. I used to get this nigga with a list of tests and shit. How you want the pussy can't say your asses and shit? So that is some of Barbie dreams. And 
you know, I'm going to let y'all go because I love, I love. Well, Nikki has been kind of dry lately, <laughs> you know, saying with the emergence of Cardi and then, you know, Remy coming at her with her desk and just everything she's been going through, how she kind of was at a, Nikki was at a high, uh, at a, at a high, uh, she was held at a high standard and then she kind of took a little fall a little bit, just, you know, not coming out with consistently good music. The whole Meek Mill shit kind of threw a shot in her little legacy, whatever. But, uh, I thought that was her lane. That was a good ass song. It was raunchy. It was straight. It was direct. It was raunchy. And she needs to stick with that. And she wasn't on her own. All these bitches is my son. Shit. She's, she's got back to band Nikki. I feel like she got back to band Nikki with that. And she's like strictly awesome. You know, at the end of the day, I'm a bad bitch. And I fuck all these niggas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I fuck with that lane. I fuck with that nigga. I, I feel the same way, Q. Like, you know, how do you feel about it? Because, yeah, boy. Um, um, mm-hmm. um, I'm not the biggest Nikki fan. Um, like, first, her voice fucking irritates me. <laughs> um, but... Like that last track, that's Nikki right there. Like that, honestly, Nikki. All this, like you know, all all the other shit that she like Kate has come out with the last in the last couple of years. It's like nah, nah, B. Nah, she need to sit, sit 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 your ass all the way down. That one right there, that's Nikki. That's Nikki. That's the Nikki. I mean, that's the Nikki that I. That's the Nikki I, I I'm used to. Like, bring the fucking fire. Like, bring the fucking fire. Yes. I, I feel like everybody's expecting this. <clears throat> They're expecting, you know, this is like who we're expecting. We're expecting monster Nikki. And we're never getting out of this. Everybody expects to hear because when you get peak Nikki, we're like, oh great, like that. We we fuck with that. But Barbie Dreams is what we were expecting because we're like, okay, we just got Ganja Burns. Even though it, def- it was overdue, <laughs> yeah, we got Ganja Burns. And I was like, cool. Now let's not highlight over the fact that you know she did a feature with Eminem, and I was like, you know, I'm a big M fan. Uh-huh. Um, well, I say a big M fan, a huge M fan. I remember my mom hearing me listening, you know, to Kim on, you know, the was that was Marshall Mathers, right? So I was listening to the Kim song where, you know, he killed, you know, his baby mom, threw her in a trunk and threw her off the bridge and shit, right? My mom was like, absolutely fucking not. Like, a- absolutely not. She broke the CD in front of me, pissed off. Because I was like, wait, you bought me this shit. Like, what's going on? So, you know, having him fall off was already enough for me. So then... Nikki falling off and then M falling off and then putting them on the same track. I'm like, I'm hoping for so much to come out of that track. And then it was like nothing. It came it came between Ganja Burns and Barbie Dreams. So it's like it was already misplaced where she it felt like she put that song there and it didn't belong at the beginning of the album. 
because you go from ganja burns to majesty, from majesty to Barbie dream, from that to rich sex. Now, we talked about it a couple weeks ago when she was saying she didn't want women to, you know, not appreciate their bodies and blah, 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 blah. But then the track at the same time that she had out was rich sex. So it's like, okay, like, is it Uchi Wally Wally or is it one mic, right? So then you had Hard White. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. But then she does a song with Ariana Grande. Now, this that's is just, the, that's that's the pop shit I'm talking to you about. Mm-hmm. Now I, I'm I'm sitting there and I'm I'm fucking with it because honestly I like Ariana Grande. I, I fuck with Ariana Grande. <clears throat> you Big Sean for me, but I, I fuck with it. Um, this song felt like it had a place on the album, so I'm with that. And then I got past track six, and then track seven. I saw it, it's called Thought I Knew You, and it's featuring The Weeknd, so I'm like, oh, this is about to be it. The Weeknd right now, this year alone, is like five for five on track. Features, on features and shit? On, on features, he's five for five. Like, literally, there's few people that disappoint for me going forward in 2018 or 20, even at the end of 2017. For me, it's Travis Scott, Ray Shrim, you got The Weeknd, you got Bruno and Travis. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't even know if I just said Travis twice or not, but he counts as two people to me. Um, so, <laughs> but, wow. Yeah, I, I mean that shit. Like, Astro World to me, like, I can listen to that shit literally two times a day, and I find new things to appreciate about it. But let, let's, I'm not going to get into that. The Thought I Knew You track. I was like, featuring The weekend. Oh, yeah. Like, I can, when you hear that, you're like, all right, great. You're about to get Nikki. You know, she's going in her bars. And then, you know, you're going to get The weekend hook or something like that. Because Weekend's done songs with Ross. He's done songs with Travis. And them shits are perfect. Like, everything about it, the balance is equal. Not this one. Literally, Nikki comes in singing. You got somebody singing on the fucking song with you. His name is The Weeknd. We don't need you to sing, bro. Why are you doing this? Why? So, this is thought I knew you, and I'm just stupid. We ain't even a minute into the goddamn song. There's only two more minutes left in the song, first and foremost. You saw how The Weeknd and Nicki sounded like it was fluid, like Nicki mm-hmm. and then The Weeknd came in. That whole little section could have been The Weeknd. And then show that she's the queen of something, meaning rap. Um, you can't say, you the what are you the queen of now? Are you the queen of rap? Are you the queen of whatever the fuck this you know, this pop shit is. And she makes sure to let people know she's the queen of hip-hop. She doesn't say she's the queen of pop culture and all that. So what are we getting from you, Nikki? Um, even the editor's notes on this, it says, you know, 
her impressive reign as one of the most formidable voices in hip hop. We are at track seven. Um, there were, to me, two tracks that embodied hip hop, and both of them had features. Um, that is Barbie Dreams and Rich Sex. Now, Hard White, um, I already personally feel like Nikki's on some drugs any fucking way. So, I mean, <laughs> we can skip back to that because I saw it and I was like, nah, it ain't for me. For one, it didn't have a feature, and two, it fell between Rich Sex and Bed. So I was like, uh, do I really want to fuck with that song or not? So we'll listen to it and both see how we feel about it. Nope. Already. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. We, we, nine seconds in the song and you singing. Why? Why? Keller loves Orange Soda, but he do not love Nikki and this singing shit. Let's keep going. Cliff Notes for anybody who's listening. Right now, just me personally, and y'all can change our minds. Right now, the album to me, if I scratch songs out, track one would be Ganja Burns, because I'm keeping that. Um, I would probably put Hard White as track number two. Um, I would put Majesty near the end of the album. Um, uh, Barbie Dreams, I would probably, I would make that like a bonus track or put that at track like number nine or ten like just add fluff to it completely get away from rich sex we didn't need that when little when wayne comes out with carter five gladly put that shit on there because we've already been waiting five years for carter five so at least we'll have something that's updated because i don't want to hear wayne from five years ago he talking about skateboarding and we yeah apparently carter five is set to come out at the end of 2018 which i feel like Makes sense because he's probably got to remake that whole motherfucker. Yeah, you got to make that whole album over, Wayne. I'm sorry. I, I didn't. I don't want to take the shine away from Nicki, but right now, y'all got hopefully to- Manny is still on that shit though. I hope so. I hope so because they got to. They have to compete with not only Scorpion, but they got to. They got to do better than this. Like 
at least Wayne does. Because Nikki, the, <clears throat> Hard White, Ganja Burns, Majesty, right now, Barbie Dreams, I can honestly do without, but I'm hoping for more. Um, you got Thought I Knew You, which honestly, you can take that off, including the Weekends feature too, because uh, it did nothing for me. Like, y'all, <laughs> like, I, I just go. Um, run and hide. So let's play this one a couple seconds. Song number nine, Chung Sway featuring Sway Lee. Now, I've already told y'all like there are a few people that can go wrong in my mind, and Ray Shrim are them. Like the last album, it was uh, it was good, but it wasn't great. It wasn't like their previous albums. But Sway Lee, you could put him on a track, and you can literally tell him to say his ABCs and shit. And this shit going great. Right. That's just how that works. So let's let's hope that you know. Here we go. Called Chung Sway, and for me, it, it, it's it's dope. It ain't a, or it's not a note. It's definitely dope. So right now, I, I'm getting maybe what we got five songs out of 19 that I fuck with so far, and well, five out of nine. So right now, she's batting good. Um, then we got Chung Lee, which I'm not playing. Um, we got LLC. We'll play that. I just took her name and made that bitch at LLC. Step a couple steps up in there, bitch, get on your feet. You make twice as much if you switch it up just to see. Say you was rich and famous, but you just a guy to me. 
pink dong. Two girls getting more money, and they don't rap, they sing songs. I stay with that pink dong. Pink first and pink thongs. Moved out if they blink wrong. Think hard, but don't think long. Pink Friday had Eminem. Spit hard, but I'm feminine. I'm kind of creepy. Oh, monster. God bless and gremlin. What's left that I didn't do? Two bitches for getting fruit. Who would you get nice by? Who the fuck was kidding you? 30 seconds in, I like it. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I like that. I, I like that. I, I fuck with that. Um, let's see. Um, good form. There's a there's a lot of fucking songs on this. So good form. Let's play a couple minutes, seconds of that. If it ever comes on, because I hope. Mm-hmm. style type of vibes and mm-hmm. I, I, fuck, mm-hmm. I, I do fuck with it i feel like we are at what track 12 out of 19 and so far like the the second half of this album is better than the first um saying that like everything from chung sway other than chung lee like they could have taken that off um that's good so then you got nip tuck which we'll play that um i think i like this one only too soon. Okay. Nope. Uh, no. Yeah. Once you can tell Nikki starts the song with the yeah 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 with the singing shit. No, no, buddy. It's gonna be a no for me, dog. And hopefully y'all ain't just agreeing with me. But yeah, um, you can tell how this track is gonna go when she's singing on it versus when it's like you hear the beat, you hear the sample, and then it goes into her actually spitting. Um, so that was track 13. Track 14 was an interlude. Um, 15 is Come See About Me. And she starts singing again, bro. Can I just say this and get it out the way? Nikki, y'all got a singer that can sing <laughs> on y'all fucking label. Like, I, I get it. Come see about me. You know what else we got with the name come in the song? Let me play it. Yeah. 
We had a tough night, but when it comes to so nothing was the same. Watch me going out of the way when I should have went home. Only time of the day I get to spend on my own. I was tripping off. I used to sleep at your crib. I should drive out right where you live and pick you up on the way. We ain't spoken so long. Probably put me in the past. I can still get you wet and I can still make you laugh. You should call in the work if that ain't too much to ask. I can pour you up a drink and we can burn something. Come through. Nikki, that's how you sing, bro. That's how you. That's how you rap sing, or whatever the fuck Drake does. We need to like <laughs> need harmonize. To, yeah, we need to put that shit in italics. No, Nikki. Like, <laughs> no, just no, Nikki. If Drake and I see what she's doing, she's taking his platform where the rap sing, the harmonizing shit, and that's great for Drake to do. And I'm not even pitting a woman against a man, but. Let, let's just be truthfully honest, bro. Like, Nikki, if you want to put out an R&B album, do that. But don't come out with an album called Queen when we know you're talking about Queen of Hip Hop, and then we get that shit. That, no, it's going to be a no for me. It's going to be a no for Birdman. Like, honestly, the bird had to die. He went from brr to brr. Like, no, like, uh-uh. The game is over. Nikki just shut up. Like, what the fuck, bro? Like, what do we say to Nikki? Shut up! One more. Shut up! Why? Like, Nick, the price is wrong. So, track 16 is Sir Featuring Future. Now, I will be the only one to possibly say this. Um, I'm kind of tired of Future, but I'll play the track. First time she sings, I'm turning the shit off. Because whoever wrote Nikki's bars on that, I, I'm with it. I'm with the shit. Um, the issue is the album is just how do you fuck man? I give up. She she went from Nip Tuck to an interlude to Come See About Me, which is an R&B ballad, to Sir, and now we're going to Miami. And shout out to Will Smith because he's the real person in Miami who came out with. A good song about Miami, but here we go. She better not sing, dear God, dear God. 
Please rap, Nikki. There's only two more tracks left. Two more. I ain't really gonna tell y'all how to get away with murder and shit. You should call me Patty. Yeah, that's just well, Patty. Uh, Nikki, gotta chill with this shit, bro. <laughs> she gotta stop. Patty, that, I thought that rhyming scheme was out of out of out of touch. Yeah, Patty Labelle. The, I, I gotta play it again because maybe I'm reading it wrong. Because I know Patty Labelle's name is Patty Labelle, not Patty Bell. She got. Didn't she say the same shit on a song where she was like? You know, something about Laura Croft, like, fuck. I'm the belle of La Ball. What the fuck, Nikki? What, baby? Nope. It's no for me, though. The, the track itself, great, great. I, I, I'll, I'll accept this as a track. You know what? Go ahead. Shake my hand, sir. Miami, you get it. Sir, you get it. Come see about me? No. The interlude? No. Nip Tuck? No. Good form? Maybe. LLC? Yes. Chung Lee? No. Chung Sway? Yes. Running High? No. Thought I Knew You? No. Bed? Yes. Hard White? Yes. Rich Sex? No. Barbie Dreams? Yes. Majesty? Maybe. Donja Burns? Yes. Um, uh, and then Coco Chanel. This is with Foxy Brown. I don't know if y'all want to hear this because... To me, it hurt hearing Foxy Brown try to rap on this, but if you want, I will play it. Uh, but I guess. Hold on again. Oh, hey, yo, Sean. Oh, hey, yo, Sean. You're back with the Coco shit, nigga. <laughs> You done said the same shit for the past six songs. Go for it. Have a day. Have a fucking day. Go ahead, Nikki. With your bad self. You, 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 you're doing amazing. Um, uh, so, numbers 19 was Inspirations outro because, I mean, that could have been an intro because this shit was not inspired at all. Um, and then she tried to sneak it on the album, but she... Um, had Takashi 69s Fifi added as the 20th track for the song. And then people noticed it and was like, hey, nah, you are not Kanye. You cannot keep changing the fucking album up. 
So <laughs> she, took it, she took it back off, and now it's 19 songs, which means we're going to, three years from now, we're going to get Queen Reloaded with two bonus tracks featuring Lil Wayne, one that goes, and then the other one, we're like, okay, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be Barbie Dreams, the remix, and it will be her and Wayne exchanging or something. We're like, wait, didn't we hit a song two summers ago? And she mm-hmm. just shit go. Nicki Minaj is, uh, you know what? No, not today, y'all. Not today. Um, so that is basically a recap of Nicki's album. Um, if we had to give it a one out of ten, Q, what do you rate it out of ten? I don't, I don't. He might be on mute. But CJ, what what do you feel out of ten? What do you think? I give it about a seven. Yeah, I. I absolutely agree. I feel like it is definitely a seven. But if she would have approached it right, she could have got it at least a nine. Yeah. I don't think she approached it right, but she 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 definitely bought a lot of reviving. She bought a couple reviving songs on there. Yeah. Uh, Q, you there she, she needed she needed that shit. Mm-hmm. So Q, what do you out of ten? What do you think this album is? Um. A five, five and a half. Yeah. Okay, well, we got two fives <laughs> and a five. Um, now, that, now that we have our official rankings of hearing the albums, now we got to get two. Um, so, apparently, yesterday, Nicki Minaj went at DJ Self uh, on Instagrams and the Twitters and shit like that. So, you know, I'm not going to add too much context in it. You know, use your Googles. So, basically, Nicki Minaj went at DJ Self because of some shit that had happened with them going to the radio station. So, she went to the radio station. She didn't show DJ Self any love, but apparently they have history of, you know, just not getting together and being cool. So, DJ Self said that he never asked Nicki for a hug, you know, or a drop. So, basically, he wanted a drop, and he never got it from uh, Nikki went the fuck in. She um, says, listen to my interview tomorrow with Funk Flex and tur- uh, turn into the Colbert show, whatever. So then she says, you was just dissing her. You will remain bitter and broke looking for scraps at VH1. You love my album and just said how it's the best thing ever. You hoes way too emotional. I'm glad I ain't give your whole ass no drop or no hug. Say it to a real nigga face, ho. Then she says, while you wait till I leave, I get some hungry niggas. I got some hungry niggas with me, bitch. I'll be back tomorrow. Where my hug face ass nigga dissing another female rapper won't make me like you. I'm like, Nikki, like, what is up with niggas just, if you got beef or an issue with somebody, hit them up, bro. Like, it's not that deep. So basically her and DJ Self went back and forth, you know, on Twitter and everything. And I'm like, Nikki, like, focus on the album. Don't you know, you creating drama that is unnecessary. So basically she said that, you know, she wasn't going to give him a drop or a hug and all this other dumb shit. Then the whole safari thing happened. Um, I actually want to wait until Chris comes back because I know that she will have something more to say about that. But there was a whole thing of Nikki saying that she paid 10000 for safari's hairline and she, you know, he went to the same doctor that Tiger went to and all that. Tiger even 
typed on Twitter, you know, the doctor's, like, phone number. So if anybody else wanted to get it, honestly, shit, I'm about to call that motherfucker and be like, hey, hook it up. Um, so the, mo- the most important thing that it happened was she had gone on Flex's radio, you know, show, and she went ham all over again. I'm going to play the audio. So fucked up that everybody on the inside of the industry knows that I write my lyrics and knows that I that I put so much um, weight on women writing. And then for one person to do something like this to me out of sheer weakness and passive aggression and just hatefulness and vindictiveness, I don't, because you because you got caught shitting on a person that was taking care of you for years and years. Because you got caught shitting on a person who was taking care of you while you were paying for prostitutes and doing all types and stealing their credit cards and doing all types of dumbass shit. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so to add context to this, um, Nikki basically went and said that Safari had stole credit cards from her to buy prostitutes and you know, alluded that just a lot of shit that you know came out of her mouth that Safari had done. Now, as long as I've heard of safari talking in regards to nikki has always been something positive like yo like he's just trying to stay out the way he's doing his own shit and you should be doing your own shit it just seems like either the both of them still want to be together or the both of them still have some animosity they need to talk out in a text message in a boxing ring or something but for nikki to be on this tour of promoting her album and she's talking about safari like she didn't like leave that nigga for me and then, you know, you dropped this diss track about, not even a diss track, a dreams track where you went and told everybody who you would have fucked and who you could have fucked. I'm like, oh, um, so is Safari wrong? Like, I'd have felt, like, really bad if the chick I'm fucking with is, one, left me for a nigga that she was cool with and that was around us the whole fucking time. And then, two, you putting personal business out there. Like, you wasn't fucking with me when this shit was all cool and well. So, let's keep going to the clip. Hold the fuck up! Hold the fuck up! I close. He asked me to take him with me. How dare you bite the hand that feeds you? He had a job in Atlanta for one day. He came back home and said he doesn't want to do that job. I said, don't worry. I had a thousand dollars in my bank bank account. I said, don't worry. I'll figure out a way to get our before right. Before deals for everything. It was before everything, we had no couch. We had no bed. We had our mattress was on the was on the uh, uh, carpet. Mm-hmm. Instead of going out there and working, he decided he didn't want to work. And I said, it's okay. I'll figure it out. I'll book a show. I know. Love. It's, yeah. Love. This is love. So, love. so okay. if anything, he should just be thanking God that he now has an opportunity to make uh to make money and to make a way for himself. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have had this opportunity had I not pushed my pen. He told me to stop trying to pursue rap. He told me that I was living in a fantasy world and it would never happen. Yeah. Him, his yeah. mother, and his sister called me a lazy bitch because I was pursuing my rap. <sighs> now, mind you, this is the person who's supposed to be promoting this album that we got mixed reviews of, that we had two sevens and a five. My rating went down after hearing all this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just wish people who have problems with people would just 
confront the problem with the person. She went on flex. Instead of talking about the album, because honestly, there's not much to talk about other than Barbie Dreams, you went out of your way to talk about Safari. A nigga who is not only past you, apparently he's fucking other niggas' wives. He's going and soliciting his dick pics places and stuff like that. You sitting here talking about this man hairline, talking about he got suds on his dick in a bathtub photo, and you know what his mom said. And what I'm like, bro, like, you know what's gonna happen next? Uh, Nikki sex tape gonna drop, her news gonna drop. More importantly, a before and after shot of Nikki before the body work and now is gonna come out, and people gonna be like, you just body shamed a motherfucker when you got your whole body done. She. She's a fucking builder bear. So you can't go and tell people, oh, well, this nigga went and got his hairline fixed. You know how many motherfuckers need their hairline fixed and refuse? LeBron, me. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, this is like some true shit here. Like, when women go and make sure that they are, you know, they go and get surgeries and make sure that they're intact, not for us, but for their own, you know, the way that they feel, it makes them feel better to look nice. Just like it should make a man feel good to look nice. All of a sudden, you shaming this motherfucker for you paying. Not like he went and paid the 10000 You went and paid it, and now you using that as ammunition against him. Promote that album, Nikki. Stop talking about what the fuck everybody else is doing. Stop taking shots at Cardi. Stop putting out fucking R&B songs with R&B singers that actually are R&B singers. You are a rapper. Don't give me Queen and you acting like a rook. <laughs> I'm telling you, don't, don't give me that shit. Come, come harder next time. Next, you know what? When Car File come out, you better be on five of them 12 tracks. <laughs> and, and you better bring the heat. Give me Monster Nikki. Don't give me Cookie Lions Nikki, okay? I, I don't need that shit. Nobody wants to hear Nikki acting like this. When you go on the radio station and you telling everybody about Safari and spilling tea. Like, bro, we don't want to drink tea in the afternoon. We, we don't. Like, this is not London. We want to hear Nikki rap. I don't want to hear, I got a bed with your name on it. I don't want to hear, you know, I thought I knew you. Like, you sound hurt. And I know women are triggered by when a man says you sound hurt, but the proof's in the pudding right here, Nikki. You, you went at DJ Self, you know, and a couple podcasts I've listened to, including Joe Buttons, he, everybody's trying to figure out what's the new thing with women, you know, trying to find a way to call a man by calling them sis or, you know, stuff like that. I don't know if that's just a new trend, but... That's, 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 that's the way that, you know, it's easy for women to, to dismiss a man by emasculating him, yeah. him sis. Yeah, it's, it's like when a <coughs> city councilor said, you know, he's like, you know what, just call them niggas. Just call them niggas. I, I would much rather you call me a nigger than say, oh, you a hoe or sis. Like, yeah, I, I would never put my hands on a woman, wouldn't disrespect a woman in that nature. But, Nikki, you, all, all that energy that you just put into this Funk Flex clip, I'm sure that could that could have been bars somewhere. You could have made it discreet. Like, we wouldn't knew you were talking about Safari. But honestly, everything she said at the radio station was better than half that bullshit-ass album. If Queen was an acronym, it would stand for NOM. Because, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, that shit, 
I don't even want to say it was trash because I would never disrespect Nikki like that. Anybody who's a barb that's listening, trust me, we, we always have to protect ourselves when we talk about Nikki because apparently she can do no wrong. She's like, she's literally like third tier when it comes to like Beyonce and Michael Jackson, like we talked about earlier. You can't talk about certain people without people being triggered. The issue with Nikki when it comes to the rest of them is they elevate themselves. They go and do better each try. They don't go and push their album back far enough to where it's cool and then all of a sudden when the album gets dropped, you're doing this press run, but you don't actually have any press, so what you're doing is talking about shit that happened three, four years ago. So, Nick, it, it's, a, it's a no for me. Yeah, it, it was no reason to go on that interview. Yeah. Like, you already, that ride your own way, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's the thing. You can't ride your own wave if you can't write your own shit. And even if she does write her own shit, that shit ain't hot. I'm sorry. This shit is not hot. It's not what we came for. It's honestly not what the barbs expected. You, honestly, I would have much rather she put out Pink Friday, the re-reloaded, part two, edition one. Like, if Jordan can re-retro his shoes 15 times, I'd rather hear Nikki's Pink Friday 15 times. Because... <laughs> Queen, no. Because you know what's going to happen next. You're going to have Remy coming at her neck. When them album sales, that first week sales come out, Nikki will be like, oh, yeah, well, I did this. I'm like, no, you doing little calculated shit that don't matter. You wasn't fucking with, um, what's her name? You weren't fucking with Foxy Brown for a while. Now, all of a sudden, you got to have her on a track because you done burnt your bridges with every fucking female artist in hip-hop. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that shit was. Yeah. You get mad at Car. You get mad at Cardi because Cardi is eating right now and eating good, might I add. Hey, Cardi doing her thing. Yeah. So, Nikki, like, I don't like going in more, like, more specifically on female hip hop. Now, the J. Coles in the world, we can do that shit all day. Um, but I, I, I expect more because I feel like women rappers and women artists deserve more because they're never given enough. But then you get the Nickies of the world who, for four or five summers, BET Awards, they didn't even have a female artist category. They were putting her up there with people like Sierras and, you know, people who, like, didn't even have an album out yet. And we knew before they even announced who were the nominees for Best Female Hip Hop Artist, Nikki was going to win it. Mm-hmm. There were years she didn't even have a fucking album out and she won. We were like, did she come out with something new? Like, are we missing something? Oh, Nikki just got best female hip hop artist because honestly, there was nobody else in the category. Remy locked up. Lil Kim, she uh, she out here trying to play mannequin too and shit. Then you got you know um, Foxy Brown, she can barely hear. We got other artists who aren't high. We got Azalea Banks, but this nigga, what? Come on. So Nikki, the queen shit, I appreciate it, and I'm glad that you actually produced an album. It was 19 tracks, but it was 11 tracks too long. You know, in the day where all these albums are like six to seven tracks, mm-hmm. just, just do a six to seven track album. People might be upset, but <clears throat> if seven songs are fire, nobody's going to care. Because she had some songs on there. I was like, yep, absolutely. But when you're giving us fluff just to be throwing it at us, like, no, nah, that's like throwing shit at the wall. Don't nobody yeah. want so, it. Think, I think Kanye was genius for doing that. Yeah. But I was like, that's a good idea. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people have albums like, what was that? Um, was it Views? Where Drake had, it was like fucking 17 songs and we only messed with like six of them. 
Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he came out with Scorpion, even Scorpion. Like, it was a double disc, but it didn't need to be. Scorpion could have easily been 10, 11 tracks, and we'd have been straight. Yep, yep. Been straight. You, you overextending yourself, trying to overcompensate to please both categories. You're trying to hit the pop charts and the rap charts, but the problem with Nicki is you already on the pop charts because you want everybody else's shit, and they stuff fire. You on songs with Yeah, so the pop, they're going to listen to you anyway. Yeah, they listen. All Nikki has to do is get on a Khaled or David, uh, you had a song, what's his name, David Ghetto or whatever. Yeah, one of them two, and you got a hit. But the thing is, Nikki, she's like, you know what? I want the best of both worlds. Sometimes you can't have it like that. The shit that like, she, she cranked Gotti shit. Yeah. She cranked that shit. Honestly, the Fifi song. I hate Takashi 69 I think yeah. he is a trash rapper, but some shit is catchy. I'm, I'm with that. You can be a trash rapper and I'll fuck with it. I like uh what's the dude's name? Um uh Ugly God. I think that nigga is trash. But if the beat is catchy and the lyrics I can vibe to, guess who's vibing? This guy. So but Nikki, it's hard to just vibe with her because her attitude off the mic is the shit that she should be putting in the bars. Yeah. Damn, you just gave my idea my idea for what's bothering me this week, but go ahead. Yeah, so, I mean, y'all, please state y'all case, because I've rambled far too long on this one. Y'all go ahead. With the, with the Nikki shit? Yeah. Uh, I personally think Nikki, I mean, I like it. I like I like how she came with a couple of the tracks, like you said. I and mean, she got too many pop tracks on it, which I feel like we don't need. Mm. Um, I think she is in a I think I honestly think whatever next project she come up with is going to be fine. I think this might be her learn album, like her learning album. Like, okay, this is my. I don't think she has a no person. We're just saying everybody needs a no person in their circle. She doesn't have that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like she, if I was her, what you call it, producer or somebody in her circle that was helping her put together the album, I would be like, hey, we're gonna stay in this lane and we're gonna rock this motherfucker because you, that's what you do. You know what I'm saying? We can switch up the topics of the songs and all that, but we do not have to go all the way to the other side. We don't have to. Because that side already going to listen to you, and shit, you're going to put them on the game. You know what I mean? So, let's just be Nikki. Like, don't try to be fucking Aaliyah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's be Nikki. Don't try to... Well, not Aaliyah. We'll, we'll have a pop right now. Let's, let's, let's stay with what with, with, with made Nikki Nikki. I understand all to say, well, I grow when I'm growing, but you're not growing productively. You can grow with being Nicki. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's stay in the name of Nicki Minaj. And I feel like a lot of artists get caught into that, uh, they get caught up in that, uh, trying to cross over shit. And that's when you, yeah, you make the money, get the show money, get the UK overseas money and all that. But you kind of lose your stamp fan base doing that shit. You know what I mean? And I respect artists that know what their fan base is. Mm-hmm. And I know what my fans want to hear. I'm going to give them that. And those artists never fall off. No. And they might pick up more fans on the way because, you know what, they consistent with what the fuck they're going to bring out. Shit, that's what J. Cole do. J. Cole is. Yep. Yeah. And he got, when I say fans, he got fans. But I think the Barbs aren't Nicki fans. They're just like, I don't have anything else to champion for. I've met some Barbs that fucking hate Beyonce. And I'm like, I don't know how you hate Beyonce and like Nicki if they're not interchangeable. But yeah, it just, just makes me think of, you know I mean? It makes me look at you different as a person. Exactly. <laughs> Either way, um, 
I, I, we need to get off that because we've been on that for like 30 minutes. Uh, and Q, you, you know, you know how you feel. You don't really fuck with her anyway. I'm doing this shit, mama. Do it. I'm doing this shit, bitch. I just caught the new fire. A little over a quarter million. He caught me like two cents. Six. He with the five stars. That perk got a nigga high. Right now I'm a five star. You can get part with the 12 game. Don't let the cop in the shell case. I should just work for the president. Cause a young nigga don't leave a fucking trace. Bitch, I'm so hot in the nosebleed. The big got a booty like Rockies. The big up behind like a track key. Beat all these balls like on Rockies. Green like a lunch star. Yeah. Fuck all these hoes like a porn star. Yeah. My mama, she said I'm a porn star. Yeah. We got this all white like a corn star. Yeah. I've tatted my body like King Toast. Yeah. We let that shit fly like flamingos. Yeah. That bitch done look up like a bingo. Yeah. I think that I'm future to Pico. Yeah. I told her, come get some of cab, baby. I know that you heard about the lab, baby. You go against me, you go cry, baby. You go against us, it won't lie, baby. We sit back and geek at your lab, baby. We ball out, we play with the cows, baby. The mama, she talks in style, yeah. Dirt in the bird like a foul, yeah. Pin loaf, real life, thought I told you. Bird like rivals. Come down, bleeding on that tits. Or just chopping. Cash, 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 cash. Never stop, Okay, y'all know what's coming up. Y'all know what it is. It's time for What Bothers Us. What Bothers Us. Take it away, fellas. So, saying that we're going to try to wrap it with the What's Bothering Us. Um, I don't have any. <laughs> so, CJ, what's bothering you this week? Um, We're going to stick on the artist thing, right? What bothers me is I don't like how in this era, I don't get me wrong. I always, I know we always say I like the older era of music because it's a jam. If there's some cranking shit coming out, lady, I can't fake. Like this year has been a blessing for music. Like everybody brought out some type of heat, some type from from every era of hip hop we can think of, from every side. Everybody brought out some type of heat. Even if we ain't like the project as a whole, there's at least one or two songs that we like Mary album that came out that we was like, okay, this is shit, it's fine, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like, what's that, the early 90s, until the, from the 90s, the whole 90s era, into, all the way into the early 2000s, I don't know where it switched that, but there was a standard. There was a standard. If your shit didn't jam, your shit ain't get played. I don't care who you were. You know what I'm saying? I don't care who you at. Everybody got a shot. That's why I was so many one-hit wonders. Because, hey, this one-hit wonder came out with some heat. Exactly. And they tried to most love shit. It's like, hey, this shit don't rock. This is not the standard. Right. I, and it's like every... Now, that's not the case. It's like, uh, you come out with a hit, and now your shit going to be force-fed on everybody. You just come out with some bullshit. Exactly. It's going to be force-fed. I, I, I don't know if we can get back to that because of the internet era now. And, you know... It's kind of it kind of fucked up the magazine or like complex, complex was smart by by, by uh, adapting to this era. They okay, we got a channel. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna have a YouTube channel now because that's that's what's going on. So complex was smart as a magazine to do that. Like I think source and vibe, if they still exist, <laughs> they should go that route and stay with the hip hop shit, stay gutter with it. And I'm saying I feel like Double XL when they put out their rookie class, that shit is so like it's 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 so like I don't know. Oh, it's just like, what is this shit? There's so many artists that we can think of that should be on uh, class that don't make it. 
because it's so politic. Like, when, when the fuck did it become part? I feel like hip hop wasn't that poli- it wasn't politic. It wasn't part. It wasn't political like it is now. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's like let's get back to that era. Remember on the radio, you could literally play the radio all day because the next song that came on, you was gonna like the shit. Exactly. Whether yeah. it was R and B or rap, whatever song came on the radio, that shit was jumping. You know what I'm saying? And they didn't they didn't overplay shit all the time. Exactly. They didn't play shit out. You know what I'm saying? Like the only song I can remember from that era that they might have played out, like, damn, y'all played the shit out of this song was put it on me, Jaru. Yep. And uh and Lil Mo. They played the shit out of put it on me. I'm like, God damn, there's other songs out there that's good, yeah. We got Eminem, we got Nelly, like we got we got Blueprint Hove, you know what I'm saying? We got a whole bunch of shit that's out right now that, that jams. But you know, they played Put it on me to death. You know what I'm saying? Drew Hill was still jumping at that time. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, I feel like we, I, that's what bothers me. We don't have that era of music to where, I mean, we don't have that element to where it's like, hey, this shit ain't going to get no play unless this shit crank. I think the internet era kind of ruined that because the music is so easy to get to. It's like they not, the artists are not putting in as much. They just, they just think about putting out quantity over quality. I got to put out this record. Put out this record. They don't like this shit. Put making sure it's catchy, man. Nah, man. Make sure that shit is make time. We don't hear timeless music no more. Like honestly, as much as Drake cranks, it's a couple Drake songs that were big hits that I don't really care to hear anymore. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I don't care to hear this shit down the line. You know what I mean? It's like timeless music. Like I feel like that kid Khaled. Yep. Uh, he, in my opinion, he has the potential to have to make talent, uh, timeless music. Like you want this shit going to jam years down the road, you know what I mean? Kendrick, I feel like next time this music, yeah. Like we gonna be all right, still gonna be a jam. It's gonna be a jam down the years down the road, you know what I'm saying? It started from the bottom. Do we really want to hear that shit in the club right now? Not right now. Nope. nope. That's not timeless to me. But it was a hit when it came out though, right? Yep. Yep. Like we don't want to hear started from the bottom right now. But it's 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 in you know what I mean? But it's like. We got, I want to get back to that era because I swear to God, it's, like, it's still, and even though these guys are not hot right now, it's still songs from Nelly that I hear in the club. I be like, oh, this was my shit. Timeless. Even though it was just Nelly. Timeless. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, shit, Ja Rule. Uh, 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 Ashanti. Like, I mean, I feel like they was a part of the last part of Earth 50. <laughs> 50 yeah. came out, you know what I mean? He made songs that's t- 21 questions. We hear that in the club. We still going to sing that shit because that shit is it. Many men. Like, 50 came out in the era where you, you had to have some jams on there to where you going to hear this shit years later. Maybe not even a whole three years, a, two, a year or two later, you still going to be like, yeah, this is my shit. I'm still going to listen to it in jams. So I feel like everything, so like the instant gratification thing right now, got everybody like, okay, what's the next? What's the next thing? We ain't got nothing to just ride, ride out to for the rest of the next three months. We looking for the next shit. Mm-mm-mm. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's what's bothering me. I'm good, though. I'm off of that. <laughs> so, Q, what's bothering you? Okay. Let me drink. Let me take a sip of water before I go this way. Okay. What's bothering me this week? Now, what the fuck is up with this phenomenon of, of women in these private, uh, private or check out my premium, my premium Snapchat and shit. 
<laughs> like, what the, like I, I don't get it. Like, first of all, like, ladies, if that's your thing, more power to you. Hey, make that money. But, really, son? Mm-hmm. You, you, really, son? You, you paying... <clears throat> You 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 cash asking or whatever a chick twenty five dollars to look at her and play with herself like once or twice. Sometimes she may sometimes she may do it a little bit more, but really, mm-hmm. um, that you can look at that for free. It's called Pornhub. How much money you have? <laughs> being black in America is like like. That, that, that's that you got tasty blocks. There's like, come on, man, for real, for real, son. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I like going on Periscope, you know, and and watching different and watching different, you know, scopes of different people. Like I was on this this morning and was getting some cooking recipes. Like I, I like Periscope for that, but every five seconds is. Check out, you know, you know, follow my, you know, get my premium Snapchat or uh, $25 for a private. No, no, I'm not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not, no, I like my money. I like my money. Then don't get me wrong. I have been, te- I have been tempted. Be like, all right, let me see what this chick is talking about. I'll go ahead and see you like 15. I'll go ahead and see you $20 for this premium Snapchat. What? No, 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 I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Hey, ladies, if that's your thing, and that's what you want to do, and, and it, you, you know, you get a sucker to, to, to send you some money, hey, cash at me $20, too. <laughs> but, yeah, I, yeah I, that's what's bothering me this week. Like, you know, like, I, I, I just, I don't understand I understand it, but I don't understand this phenomenon. Like, nah, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Well, that is it for the at least the week. Um, next week we'll have more. We'll probably say less. I didn't think we were going to have this much content today, uh, to be truthfully honest. But, I mean, we kind of went in on Drew Hill and Nick. So, hopefully everybody enjoys it. So, you know, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Oh, but first, before we go into social media, before we go into social media, um, I know if you're listening, um, there's a notable absence. Um, Chris, we love you. Get better. You know, she was in a car accident. Oh yeah, um, pray for Chris, y'all. Pray for Chris. Yeah, She's she was in a car accident. She good. She 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 all right. She's in a little bit of pain, but um, hopefully she gets healed up and be healed up soon and and, and be back with us next. We'll be back with us next week. Yeah, pray for little sis. She's going to be all right. Yeah, she will. Let's hope, you know, all the best for her. So I guess until next time, um, how can they find you? Find me at Quiet CJ Money on Instagram and CJ Jackson on Facebook. Uh, your child's teacher, 1906 on Instagram and QDZ1906 on Twitter. All right, and you know y'all can follow us. We changed up our social media. So you can find us everywhere at Young Black Pod on everything, including Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and email. So until next time, we will see y'all later. All right, y'all. Peace.